Hey everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's the Nerdy Podcast hosted by two northern nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the host, Paul. And today, it's just... It's just <laughs> us. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> what have you done? And it, So, with... So again, I think something's went a bit wrong there, so I do apologise. It's all right. What have you done? <laughs> Don't know. Ah, there. I was playing on the background there, so sorry. That was me getting confused. Ah, sorry about that. Right. We're amongst friends. It's fine. It's fine. So, yes, yeah, so today is just me and Sam. So normally we have a few guests, but it's, it's, it's been a while that's been just me and Sam. So, yes. We thought we'd do a hostful, hostful <laughs> podcast with just the two of us. And we're going to... Oh, we're going to talk about, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing. Oh, well, I, I thought you were going to do it, so get it yeah. out there. <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a Spider-Man can. That's about it, as far as I know. <laughs> I, 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 the, words, the words just kind of slip us. <laughs> Bless you. No, uh, so yes, we are going to talk about, all, with this new Spider-Man movie being released, yep. um, like I say, only a few days ago. So just to pre-warn everyone as well, if you are watching this, not straight away, but at some point during this podcast, we will be getting into the new film and yeah. we will be giving a few spoilers away. So again, watch uh, to your heart content. Uh, but if, if anything is spoiled, we've, we've pre-warned you and yeah. it's not our fault, sorry. <laughs> it's not. It's not, but... Um, with that being said, we're gonna. I'm just gonna get this out of the way with first, because obviously it's a really hot topic at the moment. Like it's talking amongst everywhere. You can't go on TikTok without having it being talked about. So just to say that everything we talk about today is our opinions and our opinions alone. And if you don't like them, then that's fine. You just come and find us on Facebook or come and join us in the comments and let us know, and we can have an open discussion about it. Because the last thing we want is to have any toxicity in fandoms, in nerdums, and especially. On Nerdy Up North. So there's yes. the disclaimer done. <laughs> so it's like we're actually prepared at times. Like I say, you would think it, but uh, yes. So um, just uploaded the, well, so that, that we can swear again now. So Facebook, uh, sorry, YouTube won't take us down. So great. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I've got no worries of Charlotte's parents being on this week. <laughs> well, they might still watch. They might just like oh, kick in. Sorry. But... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll curb yes. it then. <laughs> So, again, I've mm. got a huge place in my heart for good old Webhead, um, the wall crawler. Um, probably one of the first superheroes uh, that wasn't DC or Batman that I got into and stayed with. Because um, I think a lot of um, Marvel, especially the hero side, do have problems when it comes to like the comics. Because, let's be honest, Marvel villains suck. Uh uh, compared to the DC counterparts, but that's the one thing that Spider-Man has one of the strongest aspects to, to him. He does have some of the best rogues gallery uh, that that has been in comics for a long time. And that's again, that's my opinion. My opinion. I know Sam probably disagrees with me. No, a little bit no, I, I technically no, I don't. In a way, um, you are you are right. Marvel's villains aren't. They aren't great they have, uh, by any stretch. And especially if you're comparing them to DC, they're really not that great. Now I'm a huge Marvel fan. Everyone knows that. Um, but I have no shame in it. But you are right. Spider-Man does have the best villains. And it's taken us a really long time to get 
to appreciate it. And I'm so glad that we're doing this today because I have seen after seeing the new film, I've been really conflicted. Right. Okay. So, so I'm we'll... glad we're gonna. I'm glad we're gonna talk about it. I feel like I need some therapy on this. <laughs> right. um, so I am pleased we're talking about it. But it was actually one of the things that the what I the only question I really had for you is what does Spider Man mean to you? Mm -hmm. It's probably the most relatable mm -hmm. from growing up. Being, like I say, the nerdy teenage boy and not really feeling like I fit in anywhere. Um, Spider-Man kind of like gravitates because, to be honest, he's just a normal kid who um, gets this responsibility put on his shoulders. And he um, most of the time he makes like the right decision uh, or the, the good decision, if that makes sense. Because yeah. uh, like I say, we're great responsibility. Uh, great power comes great responsibility. I keep messing that line up. It's the pressure. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, it's it's difficult. Cause like, yeah, I got into Spider-Man probably through the cartoon. Um, mm. That was on, I think it was ITV in the mornings. Like the, the Amazing Spider-Man cartoon that came out, I think it's on Disney Plus now. Um, really was quite a, like I say, before it's time. Like I know some of the, graphics now is a bit jaunty and the artwork's not pristine mm. but still had a lot of uh, passion and the voice actors in it as well was done really well um that and like the x-men uh, cartoon was around about the same time i think they were done by the same people as well especially the same artwork it looks very similar but it kind of introduced you to like uh, a lot of the royal gallery that we are seeing now uh, i know back then like the main villains that they used was like kingpin and uh, smile and and um, like I said, Doc Ock always used to play a part. Um, but now we're getting to see <clears throat> like live action versions of this, and it's just hitting home a lot more, and it, it's it's becoming a bit more entertaining. But um, like I said, some of my favorite comics as well, going back, is uh, like I said, the Amazing Spider Man, and how much they are cost now, and some of the characters that they have brought in and led into, and I I quite like how other characters kind of bleed into Spider-Man as well because you get like mm. the Deadpool spin-offs, you get uh, Daredevil always plays a part with them, with them living in the same type of area and stuff like that. So that kind of element always does kind of brings because I think Spider-Man ties in a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to the comic realm mm. um, and hopefully in the Marvel Universe going forward. Yeah, I I, I, I get it because, well, I, I kind of get it and I don't get it because... Spider-Man, for me, I can understand for yourself, for my husband, why he means so much. Because at the time, when you were getting into it, you've got you've got someone relatable to you there. Whereas yeah. I don't get that, because no. I'm not going to understand that. But <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Spider-Man. I never have been. And, I, and I'm not jumping on a bandwagon because the new Spider-Man films come out. I do generally like them. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm not, I will, if, you know, if, it, if it's an interesting read, I'll read it, but I'm not a, a big, massive fan. What I am a big fan of is the Spider-Verse as a whole. Mm -hmm. Jessica Drew is one of my favorite characters. Um, I, I really enjoy Silk, but Spider-Gwen is the one who really, like, mm -hmm. catapulted us into the Spider-Verse. Um, I absolutely adore her. I really yeah. do, but her universe is completely separate to Spider-Man's Earth. I always get this wrong. Is it 616? Oh, I can't remember. There's too many of the multiverses yeah, so, to even give a damn so, about, to be honest. The, the, original, <laughs> the original Marvel Universe where Spider-Man, where your origin of Spider-Man comes from, she's not from there. In hers, yeah. 
Peter Parker's the bad guy who mm-hmm. and it, it's it's so much she is so much fun and she's expanded like further than I ever thought she would do but yeah Spider-Man's just not I'm not shitting on him by yeah. any stretch of the imagination I'm really not mm. I just don't get the level of excitement as everyone else does I can say that because like I say it, it is very much like a boys uh boys comic mm. well originally it was uh, because the female characters in it weren't really strong female characters. I know MJ did become um, yeah. in her own right, but mm-hmm. it started off as being the damsel in distress. Like they didn't treat Gwen Stacy with much care, bless her. No, um, no, and in, they, in did, the they, did try, they did try to write that wrong with um, House of M. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, the because they brought her back, didn't they? When mm-hmm. she when she changed timelines, Gwen came yeah. back and got a bit of a redemption. And Gwen's like obviously. Mm-hmm doing well as Spider-Gwen, but in a completely separate universe, so mm-hmm. she's alright. No, but like I say, I think the, the first, well, she probably didn't start as, as, as a strong character in it uh, was Felicity Hardy, uh, Black Cat, mm-hmm. who later become like I say, quite a pivotal role, but mm-hmm. uh, again, it was more femme fatale, like say, look, this this, this beautiful woman in a sexy uh, Black yeah. Cat outfit, uh, rather than being a standout uh, type of uh, type of trying to think the right word um i know what you now, mean. but now when spider-man's came into like say as i said with the spider-verse there's so many different possibilities or t- so different things that came out mm-hmm. but um like i said that was probably my first awakening when it comes to spider-man was the cartoon then getting into the comics um i know there's been a lot of in- integrations and a lot of changes in the comics um there was a lot of big moments like civil war peter parker being revealed re- um, revealed to the world was uh, like I said, that changed comics for a long time. I was never a big fan of the Ultimates. That no, was always something that I didn't quite like, even with the X Men comics wise. But <clears throat> my go to always was the the Amazing Spider Man, like the originals, the comics, just for looks wise and absolutely that, beautiful, like covers. Was that Todd McFarlane's time? No, no, Spider-Man? no. That was that was probably well. That was probably the time when I was a kid reading them. But I preferred the older ones, like the looks, right, like the. The actual, like, I know I shouldn't really say it, but like some of the covers were better. Does right. that make sense? Rather no, it does like... because it does because Doctor Strange. If you go back to um, Steve, is it Steve Dicko's Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. the multiverse of like madness and shit. He, honestly, it's absolutely some of the most beautiful artwork to fit on an A4 piece of paper. Like mm-hmm. it's it's trippy as anything, and it's absolutely unreal. Difficult to read because yes. it's, it's <laughs> a lot of detail. I yeah. always find that with all the comics, there's a lot of detail, and it's absolutely mesmerizing to look at. But if you want to get into the story, you're gonna have to really read hard. <laughs> no, definitely. But um, it's it's good when you say like as you said with the Todman farm, like they brought in, like mm-hmm. the elements like venom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's that was when like say taking Spider Man probably's back to the mainstream and brought it back um to making it a bit dark and a bit, bit, bit edgier as well like like yeah. like they did with the dark knight returns and stuff around about the yeah. same time but well, i think the dark knight times returns was a bit earlier because i think talking about film was early 90s early 90s was, yeah because yeah. it's the it's the straw that broke the camel's back with todd and him leaving marvel completely in starting an image i don't know if anyone's ever watched it but it's not brilliant documentary called image revolution and it talks about the guys the big guys at the time mm-hmm. leaving marvel and dc even jim lee left yeah um leaving marvel. <laughs> he's, not, he's not done bad for himself now no, he he really, really really <laughs> even his position right now no he's not done yeah. but he did he left they all they kind of like knew their worth like what what todd mcfarlane was bringing to spider-man at the time was 
unreal numbers, like absolutely unreal numbers. And he wasn't getting any of the credit for it. Mm. But to be, be fair... Because it's if, not if, his if that, character. Yeah, if, it, if that didn't happen, though, we wouldn't get Spawn. That, we would like, not. That, we, that, honestly, yeah. no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. And But it's honestly, the documentary's unreal because you see these men who you don't realize how big comics was in the 90s like and what it what kind of like it was almost as big as movies but the crazy thing is though they nearly went bust <laughs> that's the it thing is. that's that's the problem is because they, they were they were big but they had that much of an influx like, they were, like you think now is bad with all the different variants and yeah. different issues back then it was impossible to keep up um oh. Just I wouldn't cause... even like to try. I haven't liked to try. I just like to pick out issues that I think would be good. I would never try and start a run in the from the 90s. Um, but the image revolution, them all joining image is the reason Batman had his back broken. It's because <laughs> that DC had to do something, Marvel had to do something. These guys yeah. were were taking over comics that they, they hadn't had another competition. It was only the two of them. And then yeah. they had a third in the mix, and it's it's almost like wrestling in a way, like mm-hmm. the way the, the way they went, the way they go about it. Um, who's, who's the Vinnie Mac? <laughs> <laughs> Say Stanley doing the Evans McMahon uh, walk, power walk through the streets. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so funny. But just um, Rob Liefeld is part of it, and I'm not oh, a big oh, fuck him. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm no. Not a fan of Rob Liefeld in the slightest, but because obviously Rob's Rob moved along with them like he was part of the the marvel fan like the marvel club and he moved to image and started up his own company and blah blah but his impression of todd mcfarlane is hilarious i know again I, I don't want to shit a new one but the fact that he's still an artist and still think gives me hope he, that i can still draw these days so. honestly, <laughs> his, it's the way he draws legs and feet I've seen like, Captain I'm America's not... chest. It's like oh, that. It like... <laughs> it's like he's walking around like this. But yeah. I am, honestly, I am no artist. Carolyn will yeah. tell you this. I cannot even draw a matchstick, but Jesus. Even <laughs> I can see the different, like the, like, the body. Oh, he's just terrible. He's so bad. So bad. I'll give him credit. He's done, done Deadpool well, but Deadpool is probably the most simple, easy character. He's just a ninja suit with eyes. But... <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a stretch and look who we who we worked with that they like, he worked with todd mcfarlane if you take mm. deadpool's structure to spider-man's like there's not a lot of difference great difference really is there <laughs> I, I call him a brody now is he a tracer, but what's <laughs> He's a tracer. <laughs> <laughs> little, little chase naming reference there if people wants to know <laughs> <laughs> but yes, back to back to the um, like I say the wall craw- crawler there. So yes, um, like I say, going back to the, the movies, this is probably I know X Men started the careers with yes. uh, the movies, but I think this when this film got re- released, that opened the floodgates for everything to come afterwards. Yes. I know we're talking about, it, but I don't think people realize how big. I think it was two thousand and two, was it? Or 2001, when this came out, how much it changed movies for superheroes. Yeah. Because this was, the, again, when you re-watch it now, the CGI oh. isn't, isn't, is a bit, yeah. it's a bit uh, Scorpion King in, in, in ways. I watched As, it, um, I watched it the other day in preparation because I had, mm-hmm. I haven't watched the first one in a very long time, which I think I watched it on Netflix, right? They've got the mm-hmm. first one, they've got the third mm-hmm. one, but they don't have the second one, which by all accounts on Ant's part, he thinks it's at the, it's the best one. 
and yeah. they don't have it ridiculous yeah. but i watched it and there's parts where you can see and you can see them when mj is on the building and the um and the thing starts to move away you can see the green screen behind <laughs> that you can yeah. you can clearly make out where the green screen comes in where <laughs> and where it doesn't there's it's it's very sketchy but mm -hmm. it did start something yes and i remember um because I laughed at the net when I, again when the last time I watched it because I think this was when the other big careers when they had thirty or forty year olds playing teenagers in school, so <laughs> uh, it was quite weird seeing all these uh, high school kids and you think them there's no way you're sixteen there's no way you're fifteen and they didn't even try that hard to pretend, but I still love Alexia. Yeah, um, what's he called? Uh, is played Flash Thompson? Um, oh, um, Joe Maganello. John Mag oh, absolutely perfect casting Love for Flash. Love saying his name, Joe Manganiello. But perfect casting for Flash. He, he is like what they've pretty much taken from the uh, the comic and put on the screen um, mm. uh, as that element. I was never sold. Well, like I say, at the time I loved him, but now after what we've got recently or even in the past, um, the Spider-Man we got then... Um, I can't remember his name now. It's, it's, it went, totally went out of my head. Um, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. <laughs> um, didn't quite fit the role of Spider-Man. Well, which one though? But because see, Spider-Man's like Batman. You've got a, mm. you've got Peter Parker, and you've got Spider-Man. You've got Bruce Wayne. You've got Batman. So, do you feel that it was both of the elements that didn't fit, or both? was it? Because no? he was too. He wasn't. He was just always looked like he was shocked. If you look on his screen, he always has like <gasps> a, a, like a, a shocked look on his face. <laughs> He never quite had the innocence of Peter, mm. but he didn't have the cockiness when he was Spider Man. He didn't. He didn't think like right. the cheekiness or the like the arrogance that yeah. that Spider Man has when he's in the when because like, the thing that you love about Spider Man when he's because he, he's a bit of a, a dick. He's he's cheeky. He's funny. Yeah. He'll take the piss out of you as he's robbing as he's stopping you from robbing. But um, like I say at the time, I absolutely loved. It. I remember because um, I didn't. I, Unfortunately, I didn't actually get to see that the pictures when it first came out. I got it from a VHS at uh, CM Booty, uh, CM Car Boot Sale, going back to our pirate roots there. Our, our scumbag days. <laughs> yeah, because um, it because it at the time I think the big releases used to come out like a month before in America. Yeah. So it was in all over CM Car Boot Sale. Um, we never got when, them early, did we? No, so and that was my. Thing. I went to see it after I did watch it at the booty, just because I wanted to experience. <laughs> uh, wanted to experience it, but um, I still amazed like the story, um, like the suit, everything, like even um, uh, Bone Saw. What, what was he called? Macho Bone Man Randy Saw's ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, def it definitely had a, a Sam Raimi feel as well. Some of the effects and well, some of the, the camera angles they it, used. It also had Bruce Campbell in it as well. Yes. So if you if you were confused, <laughs> it was a Sam Raimi's film, and then Bruce Campbell shows up, you're like, yes, I get it, I get it. You, you're in it. Um, I did watch it. I did the other day, and I, honestly, I found it really fun. Like mm -hmm. it was just, oh, sorry, a fun, it's it's just a fun watch. Yeah, it's endearing. Like say, and um, Kirsten Kirsten Dunst's MJ with a badly dyed red hair. Um. Let's not talk about badly dyed red hair, <laughs> please. <laughs> I wasn't going to get the dig in, but uh, no, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, uh, I thought it was like, as I said, quite sweet. I think at the time it was revolutionary, but mm -hmm. it it hasn't aged well. Yeah. The first one, but 
again coming on to what you, what you mentioned about the Netflix, I think it was about rights because um, I think Disney Plus now are buying up uh, or getting permission from Sony to put the Spider-Man films on there. So you'll be seeing them leave Netflix soon to go to uh, Disney Plus. But as as you said, I think with um, like going back to the X Men film, X Men Two was the be- better X Men film. Where yeah. Spider Spider Man Two was the better Spider-Man film out, out of uh, the Tommy Maguire stages, mm-hmm. just because of how grand it was. <clears throat> I know we've not touched on it. The bad guy in Spider-Man 1, William Dafoe, as the Green Goblin, was brilliantly casted, mm. but hidden behind that stupid mask, he didn't really get the full impression. It was almost like um, like Hugo Weaving in V for Vendetta mm. type phase, where you've got this amazing... Uh, like actor who can portray so much emotion in the face yeah you don't ever see it no yeah you can't see he's such a great character actor like he can do anything and that was kind of proven in the new one so not to like jump forward but like Mm -hmm. the new one got it right where you can see you can Mm -hmm. see the evil it's not just you know Mm -hmm. the the mask makes him evil he's Mm -hmm. in there as being evil and William Defoe's just that voice man yeah. That voice. That is, laugh, that laugh. Oh, my <coughs> God. My goodness. There was moments where I got chills, like actually going cold. And yeah. it's because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't... Um, who? I really don't like Franco in these films. No. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I, like- to be fair, Franco is not very... Like- I, I think the only film I actually did enjoy Franco in was This is the, this this is the, the End. This is the end. He, and he was playing himself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, he was playing he was he was playing a quite a loose version of himself, let's be honest, because Franco has got some got some issues. Um, yeah. but I just didn't like oh the How oh, cheesy was, and smarmy. Yes, and, yeah. There was the moment where he's like he's saying to MJ on that balcony scene and he's like I think we should go in and get a drink. And he's just so bloody smarmy about it. And just, oh, he makes me, he made my skin crawl. Yeah, he wasn't like the Harry Osborne I'd read about in comics where it was like friendly, uh, like say, even a little bit warped, but still like you could see why Peter Parker was his friend. But with this one, you, you didn't understand the connection. No, no um, they shouldn't have been friends. No, um, but yeah. But moving into like, say, going back to the second one as well. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about the cast and like Alfred Moyer as Doc Ock, uh, cannot be replaced no. as as we found and, out. And, uh, and, he, and he really has not been replaced. Anthony loves this character mm-hmm. and loved the actor who played it. Maybe he loves the second film. Um, so when he saw him on there, he was so over, like so hyped that he was back again because he just he wanted to see more. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent, and mm-hmm. like. This was Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Evil Dead film as well, especially when you see, uh, like, when they're trying to remove the tentacles from Doc Ock in that waiting room and they do all the camera angles and then someone pulls up a chainsaw and they're doing... It was so Evil Dead that um, it made me chuckle. I was, like, laughing my way, especially some of the camera angles, like, almost <laughs> reminiscence to the famous tree scene in the Evil Dead yeah. uh, when they're following her around. But... Um, made him so sinister and like actually made like you could think right spider-man doesn't stand a chance with this guy yeah there, there was some there was some hard realization that you might not actually get out of this mm-hmm. he's he's yeah. hard as he's hard as f <laughs> yeah well i think a lot of uh, things with the spider-man films um 
especially the older ones. And again, even with the new ones now, it does teeter on the edge of being too cheesy. Mm. There's certain aspects where like they're trying to play it out uh, as much, but they do play it too far. Like for example, on um, the train scene, that amazing train fight, like one of the best like on-screen fight battles in a superhero film that's ever been filmed. Mm. The end bit where Spider-Man's almost been defeated um he's got his mask off and the fact and the people on the trains get don't worry spidey uh we'll we'll not tell anyone it's just a boy and then when doc Ock comes on the trains and they say you've got to go through him what do you fuck do that i'm sorry <laughs> you've got this megalomaniac with these tentacles you're not going to stand in front of them and, and he just swats them out like fly but that's that's always been like say one of my little bit bugbears as well it's it kind of like with spider-man and especially on the big screen it doesn't just like it tries too hard at times to be too wholesome. If that makes oh, sense. It does, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. Donna's just messaged to say there's been a comment. Um highlighted up. Sorry, it just caught my attention. No, that totally mm-hmm. makes a hundred percent. You know what I think it is with Spider-Man? Because mm-hmm. of the cartoon, the feel that they can they can use cheese factor in it as opposed to um like using like a hard storyline, they feel like they've got to make it cheesy. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's being proven now through the Marvel ones, you don't have to use Spider Man in that way. You can in certain elements, like there's some, like with and one of Tom Holland's, where he um he's really struggling to be the neighborhood Spider Man, like mm-hmm. really struggling, and he's got Stanley like just berating him, like mm-hmm. that's that's funny, but it's not yeah. cheesy. It's not cheesy, and there was no. a lot, a lot of cheesy moments in yeah. the first three. And then the, the the third one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. do we start? <laughs> I think with that one, it was too many ideas and too many people wanting what like wanting so much to be in it. Like I know this, I know Sam Raimi really didn't want to have Venom in it, um, but um, the studio really wanted Venom in a Spider-Man film. It was very ambitious. Let's put it that way. It was mm. really ambitious, but really badly executed. Like, especially Emo. now what we've got with Venom, like, mm-hmm. no, and, and, and Tor for Grace. <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of the worst casting, one of the worst casting decisions that I've ever seen. Eddie Brock, this, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Brock was meant to be this brick shit house, uh, art, like quite intimidating character. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, say, even though we've got um, your best friend, Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy now, I can't make the brains not working today, sorry. Uh, Tom sorry. Hardy now, who's not the biggest of blokes, but he does have an imposing presence. Topher Grace does not oh, have a presence on screen. No. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're going to compare between the two, Tom Hardy's always going to win. But I'll give Tom Hardy his dues. I generally do like him as Venom. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more things about him. I can't even believe that I'm saying these things out loud. After we did the 12-hour podcast, I went and watched... The new Venom film straight afterwards. I don't know how I kept my eyes open, but I did it. And it, it, it's not. Yeah, as good as, you, it's, it's a short film, so it's not it, that it long. Is, so. it was. I had cheese toasties and watched Venom. Um, but mm. I really like. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the greatest. It's. It, no. The first one was really good, but I just thoroughly enjoy him mm-hmm. as yeah. Venom. Like he could have just walked across the screen for about twenty minutes, and I still would have probably enjoyed it. Like I. I, I just I, I shock myself when I'm saying these things out loud about Tom Hardy because I generally had like a hatred for the man, <laughs> I really mm-hmm. did. And um, but he's starting to change my opinion. 
But yeah, if you're going to compare between them two, Tom Hardy's going to win every time because Topher Grace might not. Yeah, that was that was just. It, I I have to. I, I would love to be in the casting room, and they're going right. We've got all these amazing actors who will definitely jump into a Spider-Man film, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go with Eric Foreman from the '70s show. <laughs> It begs belief to see why that, that would even be uh... Honestly, they could have gotten Donna to play Foreman and that would have been a better choice. Sorry, Topher Grace. You did really well in um, Black Clansman. That was he was brilliant in that film, but he he was terrible in as playing Eddie Brock. Um the whole script of the third one was so bad. Peter's emo fears was wow but what yeah. i will say is that it was my first ever first and only date with my husband when it came out that's what we want to go and see so so spider-man worked for you that way <laughs> well 15 years later it hasn't done too bad we're still there we're still here <laughs> so yeah that was our first ever i still got the ticket stub as well of um when we went to go and see it in sunderland and then went to the Ivy House afterwards. That was probably the best part of the day, to be honest. Because um, that film was really bad. <laughs> but I was like trying to be like, I was trying to impress him. Like, yeah, I really like Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry. Just reminds me of the 40-year-old version. No. Is the 40-year-old version? No. Um, oh, what's that film called, man? With Seth Rogen, where she, her and Paul Rudd get into an argument. And she's like, I like Spider-Man. That's it. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I love that line. But yeah, the third one, shit. <laughs> I think it has elements. Like I say, I like. I love the Sandman. <clears throat> like I say, I love yeah. the portrayal of the Sandman. I thought that was done amazingly well. But again, my big problem with a lot of the the third one was they put characters in because they advanced the CGI and thought we can do this now. So mm. we can, so that it was there to show off rather than yeah. poor thing. It's like we need this person in. Then you got the Harry Osborn uh, hobgoblin kind of switch that didn't kind of work. Um, mm-hmm. And then basically we got a half-assed Venom, even though we did get kind of a good origin with Peter in mm. the church. Like say that that was like ripped out scene by scene of the comic and it was done really well. But then again, when it went into Over Grace, he wasn't bigger than Spider-Man. Venom is supposed to be three or four times the size of Spider-Man. And as, as deadly um, that was always like I say my big bugbear with that one again it felt like a forced film it was just too <clears> almost, ambitious yeah again like, I think it was like we didn't know how to come back after Spider-Man 2 because Spider-Man 2 was such a triumph mm-hmm. like I say a hit on so many levels where it kind of just went oh we don't know where to go now fuck we've kind of put ourselves in a bit of a corner so yeah. the, when they changed it up Again, they should have, instead of trying to go bigger, they should have went more human mm. with the relationship side. And again, they, they kind of did that with the Sandman, like reasons why he was doing it, again, made sense. If they just kept that, and I know um, <clears throat> after that, they kind of messed up because they had uh, basically Spider-Man 4 was meant to go. It was supposed to be John Malkovich as the, as the Vulture. Uh, that was put. That he was actually cast, and um, there was like the script. The script was supposed to be uh, read, but Tommy McGuire didn't want to do it anymore. He's, he's, that's why they keep on making these jokes about his uh, 
about his back uh, being knackered because mm. he, he used that as an excuse to not be Spider-Man anymore. Right, I did not know that. I didn't. Know, that would have been interesting. John Malkovich is a vulture. Like, don't get us wrong. I thought Michael Keaton was phenomenal, but I do like John Malkovich. He's got some action chops, and I think he would have yeah. he would have brought something quite special. But I did not. I generally thought like it was just a trilogy, and that no, was no, it. Uh, yeah, it was. There was supposed to be more. Like, um, I think they were going to do the whole uh, story with the vulture using uh, that the. Like, like it did in the comics where he would steal people's youth and stuff. Nice. Um, so that was one of the things. I think it was supposed to be going to be MJ's um, final curtain as well. So I oh, think... Oh, right. So all would say they were going to go big with this one, but apparently Tommy Maguire pulled out, then Sam Raimi pululled out, and then this didn't... Because um, then James uh, Cameron, I think, potentially was looking to get involved. Because um, he never had... Never them. <laughs> He's probably yeah. still working on it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know, I think, I think it was either after Titanic, he got, he wanted to get his hands on Spider Man. He wanted to get into the super, superhero feel. It doesn't shock me that that they were going to do more because Sony have to produce <laughs> movies so, in order to yeah, keep him. Keep the rights. So yeah. yes, uh-huh. so it does not surprise me that they wanted to do more. But James Cam- James Cameron's probably still working on it right now. Like he's probably back there just saying, we'll, we'll, "We'll give we'll." Wait a bit more longer on Avatar 2 because I've really been working on Spider-Man 4 since like the early 2000s. <laughs> He's so slow. <laughs> oh, God. God bless James Cameron. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really not shocked with Sony trying to produce more films out of it, mind. Because mm-hmm. they need to keep them. Yeah. They, need to keep, they, have, they have to produce every so often. Otherwise, Marvel have the right to buy them back. Mm-hmm. And they have the money to buy him back. That's the thing. I don't un- understand how <clears throat> people could basically, um, how Marvel let that happen, to be honest. I know, really I, 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 I know um, if, they, if they ever had England that they were going to go into the movies or make the movies, then they should have kept Spider-Man. Like I said, there were probably others that could have left or anything like that, but... They wouldn't yeah. have gotten the money for it. They would never. They needed. They needed something collateral. They needed something big because they mm. needed the money. Otherwise, we wouldn't have Marvel mm. Comics anymore. Whether or not we would have Marvel Studios because they're two separate entities is yeah. a different thing. But mm. we wouldn't have Marvel Comics anymore, and that would have been. That'd have been. That would have been pretty sad. So they needed something big. That's why you don't have like the X Men. Mm. They went because the X Men are obviously massive. One of the big, yeah. And then you've got Spider-Man, who was always, he's, he's always going to make money. Yeah. Talk about that, though. Didn't they announce the other week that, they've, uh, that they're going to, uh, Marvel and Sony now are collaborating for another three or four Spider-Man films? Yep. They've announced that they're doing another four. Um, and they're also working on, um, there was something else as well. That they were, that, or it might have just been that, actually. I was reading about it the other day. The, mm. the, the plan on, the plan on allowing Marvel to do more as opposed to Sony. Like, do you know what I mean? The, the, yeah. The, the, the partnership was going to be more Marvel than it was Sony. Yeah. Because I think, because um, I know that, like you said, they're doing another Tom, well, we'll come to the spoilers here. They're doing another trilogy um, after the, this, this Spider-Man trilogy, but mm-hmm. there's going to be one film that they haven't included, which, again, I know I've said previously, I, I, I think it's nailed on. Young Avengers with Tom ha- Tom Holland leading doing the Iron Man role to recruit 
all yeah. these characters that we're seeing coming out of the woodwork these days. So yeah, you've yeah, because the minute I saw Kate Bishop on Hawkeye, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is it. This is the this is this is it. Mm-hmm. She, there's no way they're not going to reuse her again. Yeah, and especially how do, good she's been as oh, well. Honestly, mate, if if it wasn't a Spider-Man talk, I'd go into a full-fledged Hawkeye like meltdown because I just I can't get over how good that show has been. One of the best shows of the year. It's absolutely oh, brilliant. And Nick absolutely loves it as well. And again, if you haven't seen Hawkeye TV show yet or up to date. This is going to be a big spoiler because there is a huge Spider-Man villain going to be yep. uh, that's been introduced as well in this. We're getting fucking Wills Wilskin Frisk back as well, and it's actually the same actor from the Daredevil yes, movie, is, the Daredevil TV is, show as well. So that's Vincent D'Onofrio reprising his role as Kingpin. Holy mother of shit! Because yes. honestly, that like I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but it is kind of Spider-Man related because he's a Spider-Man villain. But that show has just been from start to finish everything I love about Marvel mm-hmm. because you know like Winter Soldier is like one of my favorite films and it has like espionage vibes in it and dark pasts and Megan mm-hmm. Hawkeye relevant and interesting and actually mm-hmm. you know giving a shit about him but cementing these places in Avenger because we didn't really and I was I was very guilty of this didn't give a shit that he was getting his own show like no. who cares about Hawkeye I do now yes I really do now um, and it's because of how brilliant, brilliantly that show is being written because mm-hmm. we do now see him as a fully-fledged Avenger. Yeah. And he is, a, like, showing what he's capable of as well because some of the fight scenes has been Eesh. some of the better, better... Like, I know Marvel get a lot of shit for the fight scenes because it's all cut and, cut and mm. pace and, like, short little things. But this one, it, it's been quite epic and yeah. bringing he's, like, a different side to him that you didn't see. Like, you can see him, he's... He's exasperated and just had enough of it all. I yeah. do think, again, I don't know anything. I've not read anything as no, well. Me about, but I do think this is going to be uh, bye-bye Hawkeye at the end of this. I don't think he's going to be making it out. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's, there's, I am, too many, there's too many foreshadowings. Like he's keep but they did his family. That, but they did, yeah. that with, they did that in Age of Ultron. They foreshadowed all the way through the film that this was it. Clint was going, Clint was going bye-bye, and he didn't, and it was it was obviously yeah, Quicksilver. Yeah. But they have, yeah. yeah, they've announced Echo as a TV show. Yes, and I think that is absolutely they've, brilliant. Yep. I want to see more. And they've announced, well, Kate Bishop's not going to die. Mm-mm. So who so who's, who else is left to die? So someone's going to die in this show. <laughs> I don't think any, I don't think, I'm not feeling that grim about it, but what I am interested in finding out, who the fuck Linda Cardellini is, his wife is someone. His wife is what it works for someone. She because she knew too much. She knew she knew where to find the watch. She's mm-hmm. got contacts somewhere. She she used to work for Shield or she works for someone because mm-hmm. she's too clever and very yeah. understanding. For as a wife, mm-hmm. incredibly understanding of where his life leads and the fact that he's not going to be home for Christmas. If that was me, I'd be mega pissed. She, on the <laughs> other hand, is in. Yeah incredibly supportive and understanding to an absolute fault there's something yeah. about linda cardellini and i need to know what it is yeah and i love saying her name <laughs> potentially but <clears throat> i've got a theory as well because mm-hmm. the character that's been introduced in previous shows and films um the, the last the woman out of uh seinfeld uh lady hydra oh she's yes called, she's called vivian mm-hmm 
I think she's going to be Vanessa to Kingpin. Kingpin's Vanessa. Kingpin Vanessa. Because mm-hmm. we're not counting Netflix's. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it's not canon. It's, that's it's not, not canon. No. So, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Especially interesting. with everyone thinking calling him the big guy and he's got like connections. And it just makes sense that he could be running that type of aspect as well. Because we mm. always thought it was going to be General Ross and the Thunderbolts. Maybe it's not yeah. the Thunderbolts. Maybe it's Kingpin getting the gang together. Mm, maybe it's both of them. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I loved. I, I we are going. We you said spoilers, didn't you? Because you mentioned yeah. Kingpin. <laughs> I love the fact that Elena's in this. What mm-hmm. she brought to that last episode was unreal. Mm-hmm. Like I love Florence Pugh so much, and that mm-hmm. uh, that episode was just fantastic. Hey, Kate Bishop. <laughs> 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 I just feel like I need to say Kate Bishop's name constantly. Yeah, she was so good. But um, Hawkeye, I think I feel like we need to do like a full, proper, detailed rundown of it. Like once it's said, oh, definitely when it's when it's once it's over with. Yeah, yeah, because it it deserves its time and it deserves like I'd love to get Kev on to talk about it because I know Kev's like thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so that would be interesting. But let's go into Andrew Garfield's Spider Man. Yeah, the Spider Man that he kind of. Like wanted wanted to want to forget. <laughs> I want to forget. I want to get back them two and a half hours of the second film. That would be great. I tell you what, when you watch that film and Transformers Four on the same day, and you think Transformers Four <laughs> was the much... better film, you, you there's something oh, the matter. It wasn't that bad. That's that's harsh. It but, was uh, terrible. I think this is this is the one where they got the Peter Parker aspect right, but they didn't ever get the Spider Man aspect right. And I liked it how. They kind of delved into her a little bit more deep and went try to be a bit different with Spider Man, mm. where the with the parents and the backstory. Um, Sally Field as Aunt May was absolutely amazing. Uh, one of the best, one of the best, like well, that, like all the Spider Man films, all the Aunt Mays are being cast brilliantly mm-hmm. and their own different rights and yeah. ways. But um, like I say, Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy didn't, uh, didn't quite hit the mark for me. No, and I really do like Emma Stone as an actress. Like I. I really have a lot of time for her but she just mm. didn't like and especially now that I, I feel like I know Gwen mm-hmm. a bit better but mm. I know it's a different universe but still I just there was just no something didn't quite mm-hmm. hit the mark no certainly and again I think the new I think she knew as well um mm. especially like I said that like the death scene and stuff when they were meant to be leading up to the next trilogy or leading into the Sinister Six Oh, they had massive plans, um, didn't they? That was all, like, say, the plans of the thing, but it was just basically bad choices or wrong yeah. decisions that was made. Um, having a, the lizard, Kirk Connors, as the first bad guy, interesting, but, again, it changed him too much and um, mm. didn't quite... Like I said, they, again, overdone it with the cheese factor towards the end, yeah, well, where they had the whole, like, all the builders making all the cranes, making... Getting, getting Spidey there, kind of where you, it was. It was meant to be like a punch in the air moment, but it was kind of mm. like, oh, put me head in the blank and seeing why. In Gwen's storyline, the lizard—that's Peter Parker. That storyline mm-hmm. there—that's all Peter Parker, and mm-hmm. she ends up killing him. Yeah, because 
it is an accident, but it stops them from taking over the world, um, yeah. as all bad guys want to do. And yeah, she ends up killing Peter Parker, which I thought was so ballsy for a first issue. Like, wow, <laughs> she killed Peter Parker. Um, I genuinely did not get in, the, in this new film mind who yeah. that was. I was like, yeah. why is there a fucking lizard on the screen? <laughs> I oh. totally forgot. Yeah. It wasn't until he started talking and I could hear your recent finds and I was like, all right, okay, <laughs> I get you. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I really am. <laughs> but yeah, um, I can say this one, I can say it did have the elements. I love the whole going back to the uh, death of the death of Gwen, of Captain Stacy. I can say which was a great comic, um, that element, I liked how they brought it back. But again, it just, didn't quite feel there, if that makes mm, sense. It yeah. felt like it was almost getting there, but they tried tried to be different, but in ways where it didn't work. Like mm-hmm. the whole uh, having Oscorp and Norman Osborn like on his deathbed and having his head cry cryogenically frozen. It was just bad decision after bad decision, and yeah. then um, having Jamie Lee Fox, not Jamie uh, Jamie Lee Fox, uh, Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox. Jamie Foxx as Electro again a ballsy thing but when they had him as this really nerdy weird Max Dillon just mm-hmm. looked so ridiculous and kind of took yeah. you out there yeah and, and then, then Rhino then Rhino <laughs> 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 Paul Gilfenny or whatever he's called oh um, I can't pronounce with his the surname wor- with the worst Russian accent I've ever heard oh my uh, gosh since, and he uh, is such a good Robin, actor yeah since Rocky and Bullwinkle uh, <laughs> oh my god, Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he is such a good actor. Like he was not used to the best of his abilities. He's really good. And um, I will never get that time back on that film. Like it was, <laughs> I did not enjoy it in the slightest. Uh, I, I thought Jamie Foxx, and Jamie Foxx is a hell of an actor. Is it Jamie Foxx? Am I saying that right? I feel like I'm saying it wrong. It is um, Jamie Foxx, isn't it? I'm sure it's 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 thrown me now because I can see that. To be fair, I've been to work all day. I'm on, yeah, you've got an excuse. I have been. I've, off I'm, all day. I'm hopped up on painkillers with me back as well. So, oh, bless <laughs> you, man. But, yes, it is Jamie Fox. Well, I yeah. don't know why I doubted myself there, but yeah. I just, given how well I know he can act, mm-hmm. it felt like he was Nicolas Cage in it. Yeah. Like completely chewing sceneries and like look at me. I'm like I can do it all and I can do and I can act in this certain way as opposed to a way that you do you know it just no Jamie no no just stop because that was really bad. Um I didn't enjoy that performance at all, but I did enjoy it in the new one. Yes, uh, but again we'll come come to that. We will come to that. <laughs> but yes, I did enjoy yeah. it in the new one. So I don't really want to shit all over him because obviously it's not you know it was well, the I direction I, they wanted to go with. Yeah, I think the the new one kind of redeemed a lot of different aspects, but again, um again I, I would I can't say I hate the films because I, I quite like them. Again, seeing Spider-Man on the big screen. For me, mm-hmm. it's the same with I think with you with any like with one of your favorite characters, they, they can't make a bad Spider-Man film. Just interesting or See, this strange. Is, this is with this is my Captain America argument. Yeah, because they'll never make a bad. They'll never make anything Captain America can't do wrong, mm-hmm. in my eyes. Yeah, but even the Amazing Spider-Man was better in the first Captain America. Sorry, but yeah, mm. <laughs> I have to agree disagree on that one. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, then we moved into something because after that, I think Sony, um, like they, they really did mess up and they didn't know where to go with Spider Man because no, basically they were... did they basically just cancelled it. But they did redeem themselves a little bit with what came out afterwards. Mm. The Spider Verse, like uh, the actual Carter. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was um, Brian Michael Bendis's Miles Morales mm-hmm. being put into one of the best animated cartoons. And I'm not, I'm not a big animation fan. Um, I'm really not like I, I can't sit there and say what's good what's bad I just know what I enjoy and mm-hmm. I just thought that was spectacular like I, it was so beautifully done and the artwork again it wasn't typical like what you were expecting it was mm-hmm. all like bright like really like art like like quite pop and yeah brought in characters like the Prowler and stuff which mm-hmm. you had to have with the Miles Morales storyline but done in a way which was brilliant uh, having a female Doc Ock was absolutely genius, genius. And, and it being Emma Thompson mm-hmm. absolutely even more genius the voice actresses were brilliant actors and actresses um, the fact that Nicholas Cage was in it that yeah. was spectacular <laughs> um, I loved how they introduced the multiverse to people mm-hmm. if, you want, and, if you want to understand the multiverse then here it is mm-hmm. and the fact that they actually had the balls to kill off Spider-Man early on in the film mm-hmm. um, like the one in the Miles Morales thing that actually had the balls here right and again if you don't know who Kingpin is you'll find out who Kingpin is watching this because yeah. he is as I said one of the biggest Spider-Man villains and if you played any of the games as well like you see he is one of the nightmare bosses to, to play against yes. when you're playing a, a for, what I've played, for what I've played of it yes I remember that part um, the this is a film that won an Oscar as well. I kind of tell you the category it won in, but I remember because Brian Michael Bendis is one of my favorite comic book writers, um, and he's done a lot with Spider Man. Obviously, Miles Morales. I, I don't want to say he created him, but I think he's mm-hmm. done a lot of work with him. I could be wrong, so anyone can correct us on that. But watching him, his reaction to them winning the Oscar was just magical, like mm-hmm. absolutely magical. Just for just just for like comic books in general just to get mm-hmm. that form of recognition it was the same with Black Panther when Black Panther won um, mm-hmm. Oscars for I, I, guess, I think it was like soundtracks and visual and costumes and stuff but they won because you know they, these mm-hmm. things do actually matter and it, it was really cool mm-hmm. I adore that that film so much yeah I think it's fantastic I come to it late as well though because I didn't because when it was announced again I thought it was always oh, just going to be like a, a cartoon Spider-Man I, I it wasn't going to be something that I, I think after the Amazing Spider-Man that came out uh, and the Amazing Spider-Man 2, I was a little bit jaded. Um, so when it came out, I didn't go rush out to see it. And I think I saw it on date on Blu-ray um, when it when it came out and so, yeah. watched it on, on TV and thought, wow, this is something a, a bit special. And like the characters they brought in, who thought would ever see Spider-Pig? Come on. <laughs> it was just a, it was just from start to finish just genius idea after genius idea after get me a live action version as Morales now yeah like, and for him to get his own video game like miles to go from where he's been to where he is mm-hmm. now is mm-hmm. massive yeah and again it, it expands the universe it expands the possibilities uh, I know like we've got an influx of uh, the spider comics which again it's <sighs> just yeah. impossible to try and keep up with now but it, it showed that it doesn't have to be the same old, uh, like the kill on the Ben, move into something um, great power great, with great responsibility speech. Yeah. And then Spider-Man uh, 
again, can't be happy. He has to go for his life miserable. It showed that there was loads of these different possibilities and different aspects to Spider-Man that um, could be brought into it. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I know I, I say I was waxing lyrical about the villains. That, that has always been the positive, but along with the Spider-Man arc and Spider-Man stories, when you look back, it, it always goes down the same beats. It's the same yeah. thing. So it doesn't quite change and it's um, it gets old quite quick. And mm-hmm. this kind of refreshing and give like a little bit of electric shock and thought, right, it, it's something different and something more that we can get from this. Oh, definitely. Well, before we got that, mm-hmm. we did get Tom Holland in Civil War. That was the yes. first time. And that was well before um, the Spider-Verse movie came out. And mm-hmm. I will never, ever forget that photograph. I even put it on the group the other day and the timestamp mm-hmm. of when it was released um, it was like February 2015 or something. And it was like coming home. Mm-hmm. And it honestly, like I heard nerds hearts around the world break that we were going to all rejoice that we were getting Spider-Man in the MCU. Because mm-hmm. up until that point, it was a nigh on impossibility. Sony were never going to give the rights up ever. Yeah. They would, as soon as they'd it... have to do something in order to yeah. keep them, but they were never giving them up. Yeah, and it was like I say, it was such a special moment as well because when they announced they were doing Civil War, we went, "Well, how are they going to do? How how are they going to do the Spider Man arc? What's going to happen? How are they going to do it without having Spider Man? Because again, there's certain elements in Civil War that, in if you've read the comics, there's like basically, course, Cap and Tony have the disagreements, um, things that are left out, which is understandable because they couldn't have done, couldn't do like the cap assassination. Or, no, you couldn't like, do Hercules' death either. Like yeah. that was a massive part of it. Punisher being an absolute dick. Um, yeah. yeah, there was bits that you couldn't you couldn't fit in. And I never thought in a million years they would ever be able to fit Spider-Man's arc in there because mm. you've not had Spider-Man up until this point. And also the indifference was different to what the actual Civil War plot was in a way, because you had, it was a young a young team had blown up something, and that yeah. was the catalyst of the, what they classed the, the one, movies as the chords, but it was the Superhero, the superhero Registration Act. Um, yeah, so it was because basically these young powers were not they were not, treating, not, yeah. not they, were, they were basically couldn't be handled and thought mm-hmm. everyone needs to be, like yeah. everyone's yeah, powers need to be registered mm-hmm. and put into categories, and that, that, was, that was always the like I say, the, what they got in the in the comics, and that was the big argument between Tony and uh, Cap, Cap that that they stayed on. Like I say, those same certain scenes that were basically taken right out of the comics, like mm. uh, Tony firing a Cap shield and stuff like that, yeah. absolutely brilliant. But um, again, just before we start talking about this, because mm-hmm. I, I did bring this up in the group uh, straight after I saw the new Spider Man, this was the start for me where. I start getting really, really pissed off about movie trailers. So I wanted to talk to you about this because it was when we finished the movie yesterday, I looked at Carolyn and I said, I totally get what Paul's getting at. And she went, what do you mean? I went, well, he's, he's mentioned about the trailers and how the trailers are given too much away. We're not getting any surprises. And then she looked at us and said, what did you say to me about Boba Fett? And I said, it didn't give too much away. And she went, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. you're getting it you got it with Boba Fett you've not got a lot to go from but you're still going to watch it and you're going to have surprises in there yeah. but we I totally got what you meant but that's the difference because that's a TV show you don't mm-hmm. have to show but you can show a bit more TV show because it's going to be like six or seven hours worth of stuff to go through but um, 
when it comes to like the movie trailers though, especially when the Civil War one come out, and I know they wanted to get the Spider-Man announcement in, mm-hmm. but imagine not knowing anything about Civil War. Imagine not knowing that about any of the announcements that they've made. Yeah. And imagine what you would have, the, the feeling you would have felt if yeah. you saw Spider-Man taking Cap Shield. Yeah. I know it, it was great seeing it, on, but how much would that have just smashed yeah. you and totally, um, I would have been sobbing. I would have, I would have literally, because again, I loved Civil War, the, mm. the Captain America Civil War, but again, it's not in my top, I wouldn't even say top 10 things, but that, moment if I'd seen it as a first time a surprise yeah. I probably would have been uh, wax literally going about it till the day I die yeah it would probably be the same reaction that I got when I saw Ant-Man going to Giant Man because mm-hmm. I cried yeah I did cry I hit Carolyn mm-hmm. in the arm and then I cried because I was like I knew where it was going and I was like oh they're gonna do Giant Man they're gonna and they did it and yeah so I'm glad I didn't see that part but I do get what you mean that and I'm I, I think it's taken till this movie for us mm-hmm. to realise we are we are being spoiled too much by trailers. Yeah. We're not, not getting the full like we're not getting a full experience because yeah. we're anticipating what's going to happen next. And we I did that. And I think this is where me me mm. issue has been with it that the anticipation all the way through of I know what's going to come next because yeah. I saw this in-depth trailer. Mm-hmm. But I know Marvel are trying to be clever by editing CGI out, ed- editing characters out here and there. They did it with Endgame to start with, which kind of worked. Yeah. But with this, they left too much in. Exactly like when we're talking about uh, No Way Home. Um, but going back, um, exit like to other films, like I was gutted. I worked out the Ghostbuster twist before I'd, really? I'd seen it. Uh, but again. There was aspects I loved, like Ghostbusters. I'm going to talk about favorite films. Ghostbusters is my top film this year. Again, I've never had an emotional reaction to a film like that in my lifetime. But I think this one could have been if I hadn't worked out. Like I was, it was ninety percent of the things that happened I knew, and I've never done that with film in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I was so pissed off. Again, I, I loved it but it didn't have as much impact as potentially as it could be. This is exactly, this is this is why I needed to talk to you for, because I feel exactly the same way. I don't want to, like, people were like, how was it? And I was like, that was good. Yeah. I don't know what more you want us to say, because mm-hmm. it's it, it was a good movie. It was a very good movie, and I did cry about mm-hmm. 60% of the time. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I was sitting there going, so when's this bit going to happen? when's this bit going to happen? And I was finding myself getting a little bit bored at some points. Right. Because it felt well, a bit drawn out. Yeah, but, well, we'll, we'll, we'll come yeah, back yeah. to this bit because, um, again, um, we've got a lot of good to talk about as well because, like I say, when Absolutely. Spider-Man was re- in, was introduced uh, into, um, like I say, the Marvel MCU, it was such a breathtaking. And, again, the, I don't think anyone can play Spider-Man again yeah. after Tom Holland and what he's done for the character. He's ruined it. Uh, Anyone who thinks they're up against to play Spider-Man, Tom Holland ruined it when he came in with that bloody Queen's accent. Everyone yeah. lost their mind. Yeah. And just like I said, the little aspects, this way he plays off against other characters as well, like his relationship with Tony, his relationship with um uh, like I say, Witness Holder and uh, like Falcon when they're having the fight, so they're having funny. the bit banner. That that's the Spider-Man we had in the comics. That's Spider-Man we had in the cartoons. 
that's what I've been missing in the previous yeah. Spider-Mans. That, like, say, because he, again, he's got the childhood innocence. I know they've done, like, the teenage years, which, again, was so adorable. And getting used to his powers the way they have, they've done it, like, the perfect way. But when he's a Spider-Man, he's so cocksure. And mm-hmm. even when he's fighting Captain America and stuff like that, um, yeah. it's just... <laughs> and he even makes, uh, like, say, um, even... Captain America falls for it for his charm. You can't. He's so impressed by him. He's like so taken by him. Like, is yeah, I get I get why Tony picked you. Um, mm. I love the fact that when he literally was about to go into the story of how he got bit, Tony just shut him up <laughs> and just nope, don't need to yeah. hear that. But I, it broke my heart in a way when he said, you know, he, he's mm. something about it was when him and Tony were talking and he says, I can now run and play football, but because I'm me. I can't run and go and play football. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was great to see the conflict that Peter mm. has, but in the fact he was dealing with it by himself. Yeah. And still being like this lovely kid, like he wasn't letting it affect him mm. in a negative way. He was just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I really enjoyed that part about Peter. Mm-hmm. And then we've got like say the leading in bits. Um again. They could have threw it straight in and put him as an Avenger, but no, they, they, they didn't. They, they took the time. But um, like I say, when Homecoming came out, I was completely blown away. Like the mm. character's choice, the, like the villains that chose, like Michael Keaton. I love the, the, like you say, the stuff that said on set when Michael Keaton would whisper in his ear saying, I'm Batman, and keep doing <laughs> Bat- keep doing Batman lines to him uh, just to throw him off. I, I'd, I'd just, I would love to if he'd said he'd done Beetlejuice lines as well, but again, <laughs> Uh, but just to say he's in a Marvel film and just to try and put off Spider-Man's in, I'm Batman. That that just breaks me every time. And even using like little side characters that I used to love in the characters, like seeing the Shocker come online and seeing uh, his incarnation, even though completely different to where he used to look in the uh, in the comics and in the mm-hmm. film, with like didn't have his uh, mask on. But again, um, having characters like just in the fringe and hopefully we're going to see more like Scorpion. Um, just teased mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That still, again, you probably did forget about. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's all about the, the bigger picture. And yeah. imagine seeing the scorpion, someone in the scorpion suit, going to town fighting Spider Man. Now it, it it gets you excited. And, yeah. And it, with a character like the Vulture, I know, like I say, John Malkovich probably would have done a good job. But the way they did, uh, like the Vulture, and have him like mm-hmm. damage control in as well that element to the comics that they, they always talked about or how they cleaned up the mess after um, after oh. superheroes and stuff like that was always great, like always something that you always thought about. But I know Who they brought the co- co- I, I thought they brought the, and I know they brought the comic out years ago. It was called the Damage Control comic, but seeing it in the movies <laughs> um, was was always quite a, quite an interesting um, type of uh, view. But it is, though, because it's the other side, isn't it? Like, I love watching comic book movies. And my favourite parts are always going to be when they're just sitting around having a chat. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you the scene in Age of Ultron, one of my favourite scenes is where they're sitting there trying to pick up Thor's hammer. Just mm-hmm. so they, because they're just sitting there chatting away. Or just a tiny, like, just to show that they're actually still human. Um, mm-hmm. And then you see the other side, like the cleanup crew. And even in Hawkeye, when there's artifacts being sold at a private auction of Avengers mm-hmm. stuff, like mm-hmm. th- th- these things went on, and I, I love, I love seeing the bigger 
the bigger picture. And I yeah. loved Michael Keaton. I mm-hmm. just, I still to this day I can't see him as Beetlejuice. I still can't see it. <laughs> I still can't see Dustin Hoffman playing Hoop, um, <laughs> Captain Hoop. So I, yeah. I, re- I generally cannot see the man in there. I can't hear him. I can't see him. He's just <laughs> a completely different entity to us when I look at Beetlejuice. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I loved that he's, he's in it. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going away. Like his character, no. he is going to continue playing that character. Yeah, because I know he's been teased for Morpheus, but again, uh, after we're seeing the latest uh, Spider-Man, it's about what kind of in- uh, incarnation of version or how's how's it going to happen. But again, it's quite interesting, and mm. um, I'm I'm all for it. But again, um, like I said, going back to the original, uh, well, not the original ones. The, I would say the the pure the better ones that we're seeing now that we've got now. Yeah. Um, it's great to see Spider-Man in his element and mm-hmm. being uh, like say free and like some of the outfits as well. Like um I love it how they explained the, the outfit in this one because it made more sense. Yeah. Where in the previous ones it's like wait, have they just developed this type of technology or this type of sewing machine or how do, how do what they finish in letters and stuff like that? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did Donna get in touch with them and touch on that? Do it, or <laughs> yeah. Donna, Donna created Spider Man's uh, outfits. <laughs> no, I do like that part, and I love the fact that Zendaya is MJ, but she's not yeah. Mary Jane, she's Michelle no. Jones. I really enjoyed that. I love mm. that change up, um, mm. and she is such a brilliant actress. And I'm very sorry that I didn't put her in the top actresses spots because I wasn't putting anyone in from Spider Man because not everyone's mm. going to see it. And I did not enjoy her performance in Dune enough to put her in that. So I'm mm. very sorry. <laughs> no, thanks. Haters got to hate. That's the thing. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I know I've given you a lot of shit for your top five. So sorry about that. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. I can take it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed Zandia. Um, the, his mm. friend. He cannot, what's his friend called? Ed, Ned. Oh, Ned. Ned. Yeah. Ned. Uh. I just love him. Mm-hmm. As the, like... He reminded us so much of mm. the um oh gosh, what's her name in Shang-Chi? Oh yeah, I can't mm. remember. I, yeah, comedian actress, I know. Yes, um, reminded me so much of her in the I am your sidekick and you can't get rid of me no matter how much you try. <laughs> it was just like a lovable like thing that you that you that you didn't expect and you didn't know you want till you actually got a type thing. Yes. But um yeah, like I say, even but that's the thing with that, that friendship makes sense. And that's where I think previous like incarnations of Spider-Man's relationships and stuff, it doesn't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. Where you can see the friendship, you can see why they like each yeah. other, why they're friends. And that's the element that um always thing and I and I do like it that they haven't like they always kind of like you touched on it when Tony told him to show up because they've done it in other films where mm-hmm. he's kind of mentioned about his backstory or being bitten and they've, they've not gone into it before because we don't need it. Don't now. need it. It's like Batman yeah. and his parents. We don't need. Oh, I don't the story need to see anymore. anymore. We've yeah. seen it enough. We don't need to see it, and we don't need to hear how Peter got his powers because guess what? We know. Yeah, it's not treating us like stu- like we're stupid anymore. Yeah, That's it's what not. I kind of like. It's, it's not. It's giving the audience actually credit that you know who this person actually is, and you don't need to know the backstory, and you don't need to know about Uncle Ben, even though I don't think he has an Uncle Ben because never mentioned. He was, but he was hinted at in uh, the second one. Was he? Yeah. Mm. So the travel case, um, 
that he went that he got from Aunt May mm-hmm. where he put all his clothes in had the initials BP on. Ah, did we ever find out what happened to his parents? Because I know in no. Spider Man, Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, they're not dead. Um, because I've watched that scene a million times today for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. but do we never ever find out about his parents? Do we? I've not. No, they that. no, they didn't mention it. Like I said, as I said, that they didn't go off back to the backstory and they don't say how he lost his parents or mm-hmm. how he, how he's been the thing. But um, with a lot of things, it's um, it's leaving it to the interpretation shall we say yeah yeah i thought so, as much i just i wasn't sure because I, you know me i can miss things i have to watch things a hundred times in order yeah. to for it to actually compute in my brain and mm. um, but i just didn't know if i'd missed it um, and yeah. marissa tomain as may was mm-hmm. top-notch choice yes top-notch definitely, choice definitely like i say and, and uh, like I say, if if if, if we we'll call her a milf, but and and, and what's what's an, what's called an an elf, an elf, elf, <laughs> oh uh, elf, and I like to f, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll keep we'll it tasteful. <laughs> um, she's just she was just the, the the dynamic between the two of them because obviously there's. The, the age difference is quite noticeable. She's not your agent aunt that you've had no. previously. Um, mm-hmm. So there's obviously a lot of relatability when it comes down to mm-hmm. him, his upbringing. Like she, the more mm-hmm. friends than they are, mm-hmm. aunt and nephew, or even mum and son, there was definitely, like, are you all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm yeah, okay. I'm just making sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was definitely that, that there was a lot of friendship behind mm-hmm them too as opposed to like a lot uh, you know what i mean yeah there was a bit it was a bit more like um on the same way of like foot again it would make sense because it's not like your great aunt or your, your nana it's mm-hmm. it's like she'll be around your mum's age and he's like say it's a high school boy yeah so again she's not going to be too elderly shall we say no but um i always like that i i like to change up the I think with the Marvel ones, they were quite brave. They changed a lot of the things that mm-hmm. a lot of the fans were taking for. Um, and it, that's the type of thing I liked about it. It was, wasn't getting the same old story. wasn't getting the same old, um, oh, woe is me. And again, the elements that they did tease on, like I said, uh, was it Donald Glover's? Um, he, he was like saying yes. he's got a nephew and he, he again could be the prowler. And mm-hmm. um, we could then get, like say, as except all these do... Because I know we've talked about them, but kind of hints at miles in the future as well. So again, oh. that that could be like say things that we'll see in the Marvel universe. I, I don't think it'll be too long before we do get miles now. I especially really with, hope not, because I no. really, if we're going to go down the Young Avengers route, you need Miles Morales. Certainly, and again, just seeing him and Peter like bounce off each other would be something that like, you say, need. Some, would, yeah, you, you need someone of Tom's age range. And Tom's height, because you know, I, I want them to be on the same level. Yeah, I want them to be like eye to eye with each other and just mm. living off each other, because that's mm. how I feel. Peter would accept Miles, and Miles, obviously being the kind-hearted person that he is, would be exactly the same. Because mm. in the in in Massive Heart, him and my Peter and Miles are like the same, really mm. kind-natured. Yeah, so I think there would there would be no hatred mm. there. No, but again. Similar, like going through all the different ones, like say going from like say from Spider Man Homecoming to um, uh, far away, uh, uh, far from home. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I said, taking it out of the, the usual, like out in New York, uh, taking it like around the world and also introducing certain characters that you never thought again would see, <laughs> say Mysterio. I never, I know they hinted at that if they were to go do more Spider-Man with the, Sam Raimi, that um, Bruce Campbell's character was possibly going to be the Quentin Back uh, character. Because yeah. um, like I say, he was a fa- the ring announcer. And uh, with him working in the theatre, he was supposed to be going to be like a field actor mm-hmm. um, and playing Quentin back that way. So we would have potentially seen a version of uh, Mysterio with the, the best chin in, in the business, <laughs> which, again, if you look back at the comics and stuff, it would make sense. It would make total sense. I had to go back in the vault to find mm-hmm. out who this character was. And I think Anthony showed him in the cartoon as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah. Old goldfish um, head. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So I had to go back and I just I really enjoyed Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in this. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of Jake Gyllenhaal for a long time and I just mm-hmm. feel like I have not seen him in anything. Yeah. Any, like again, anything. And then all of a sudden yeah. he's like, he's in Spider-Man. No, certainly. And again, I know I was shitting on trailers before, but with this one, they kind of kept his, you know, he knew he was going to be a bad guy. Yeah. That was, that was the thing that he knew, but they kept, like the twist or how they're going to do it quite far away. Mm-hmm. So the, this one was more surprising. And the way they did that with the bar scene was absolutely bang on. It, so amazing. And how they led back to the old characters that had been in other Marvel films, but just like in the background mm-hmm. or being shouted at. Absolutely brilliant how they kept that, like say, continuation. Yeah. Um, and it made perfect sense. That would that that's the best way I can describe, mm-hmm. like say the, these ones. It didn't the, they make decisions on logic and yeah. sensible rather than just going, um, this will this will look good, we'll do this. No one will yeah. do this. We'll go down the craziest route possible just to make it it's so spectacular, but it would mm-hmm. make absolutely no sense. Yeah, I totally get that. Um mm-hmm. I was gonna say something and I've totally forgotten. Oh, that's right. I, re- I do want to re-watch this one again because it's only one that I've ever seen. I've only ever seen once, maybe mm-hmm. twice. I watched it with Anne um, and I just, I, I feel like I need to, I feel like I need to watch them all again. Yeah. But if you think about this one as well, I know Mysterio is the main bad guy, but we did have classic other villains mm-hmm. in this as well. We had Molten Man, Sandman, Waterman. Mm-hmm. Again, not, not the versions we used to, but there were versions yeah, uh, I know they call them the elementals, um, <laughs> yes, like towards right. the end, but um, having them aspects like even leading into the Marvel Universe was bringing so well done. And again, it introduced us to the multiverse, it said, mm-hmm. um, it gave us the idea that this was going to be possible. It was like a, a bait and switch, yeah. Um, and then again, we get the hints for Secret War with uh, Nick Fury for some reason, some bit than on a, on a spaceship. Um, yeah. What I love about each film of, of Spider-Man, like the, the first, but just the first two, he's always got something in the background of his head. Like in the first one, he wants to be an Avenger so badly that he's going mm-hmm. out and trying to prove himself constantly. And then yeah. he has the realisation that I don't actually need this. And then mm-hmm. to go into his next film where he's got to deal with Tony's death. Yeah, so this one, because uh, I know we've jumped up past Infinity War and Endgame. Um, oh, yeah. Because this, this, um, No Way Home is kind of like the... It's in the middle of the mountain there. No, no, it's the end. It's This is the bookmark for the That's end of right. the Infinity story. So mm-hmm. we thought Endgame was going to be the end, but no, Spider-Man No Way Home was kind of like the full stop. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's uh, basically Spider-Man coming to the terms of 
Tony's death, and having to, and having to live with that shadow, shadow and stuff. But um, again, shown how amazing Tom Holland's acting ability was, mm-hmm. he breaks her in in both them films in Infinity War when when he when he just says and he goes, I, I, I don't want to go. I, I I, I'm want sorry. To go. I, I, he's like, but he's still. Uh, do you know what got me throughout the, this whole film and just reminded us he's so polite. Mm-hmm. He's so polite that like he still calls people sir, yeah, all the time. And the fact that he says to Tony, like, sir, I don't, I don't want to go, like, yeah, like what's happening? Like, I don't want this at all. It absolutely breaks yeah. my heart. And um, but when he, he's faced when he gets made an Avenger on yeah. the ship, and he's like, he gets dubbed as an <laughs> Avenger, and he's just oh, amazing. <laughs> So no, he, he used to always piss us off as well. I know this really old movie. It's about aliens. It's like fuck off, kid. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, and he's the way that he is with Doctor Strange. Not going into the new one, but mm-hmm. he, his interactions with Strange in this yeah. one as oh, well made, was yeah. It's my name's Peter. It's good. Oh, mine's Doctor Strange. Oh, we use no made up names. <laughs> I'm Spider Man. <laughs> um, I do love his pop. I love how he has to explain pop culture references to people mm. who he thinks won't get them, especially yeah. the alien one. He did it in Civil War with the oh, it's, I, I, yeah. It's good. I, I saw this film. It, it, it's about Star Wars. It's good. It's Return about, of the Jedi. Yeah, he, he's describing like Return of the Jedi without actually saying it. But I look, and everyone knows what he's talking about. <laughs> they get pop culture. They're not as old as what he thinks. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's really good, and he's really good in that. But when you see him come back in Endgame, when you see him come through the portal mm. and he's doing his Spider-Man pose, just yeah. just to know he's there and okay. And, yeah, and when Tony hugs him, that was when me when he when Tony gives him the hug. That's when I said I start sobbing my heart out there. The but, fact that it, they allowed him to go up to Tony when he was dying said mm. a lot about the like even like Pepper didn't pull him off him. Yeah, Pepper let him have his goodbye, and you know, mm. and then had Rody take him like to one side to make sure he was okay. Um, yeah. that was really special because if she'd gone in there and moved him aside while he was trying to say goodbye, mm. would have broke us even probably more than what that whole scene actually did. I still to this day cry my eyes out when Tony Stark goes. Mm-hmm. I wish they kept the deleted scene in as well, where they all mm. I'll top the knee. Mhm. Mm. I really wish they did that. Um. But yeah, you still with us? Yeah, I'm just trying to get me, <laughs> like I said, trying to get me head round because my brain's not working. Sorry. Um. But there's so much like aspects that he, he, he that he gave us from that things, even like the funeral scene as well. And you see them all standing around. He's like red eyed, obviously, yeah. obviously broken up and stuff, but. Again, I think this leads into the third film. So again, now if you haven't seen the Spider-Man films, uh, especially No uh, Nowhere Home, this is, this is probably this is probably the pod, part of the podcast you probably want to stop till yeah. you've seen it. But um, again, I think with this, what I got from it is Spider-Man. The loss he goes through, like he loses everything, and he's everything, and like, and since the film, since he's came back, he's been slowly losing these things. Like he's yeah. lost Tony, um, he, like I say, that was like the big loss. Then that was the big one. That's that's the um, mental 
of mm-hmm. this whole new big life he's starting, his mentor, who who understood him, who gave him his suit, mm-hmm. who made him an Avenger, because that meant something to him, is now gone. That's mm-hmm. a big, heavy burden to carry. Now he has to deal with the fact that the world knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, thanks to the big gobbageer, John Jameson. Um, yeah. But that's the thing as well. He, he lost his, at the end of that film, he lost his, um, like, his... His secret. He lost yeah. his. He, he, he can't. He, he couldn't hide from the world he anymore. Had his, so. He had his civil war moment from the comics. Yeah. The world know who he, he was outed. Mm-hmm, certainly, and I think that was quite like the heartbeat of the new one, No Way Home. Is how much can Spider Man lose? Yeah. How much? Yeah. Because because everything is kind of like taken away, and and this, the performance in this film again from start to finish, you get so much range and. That was one of the things I did love about this film is seeing Tom Holland not just be Spider-Man, but going from broken Spider-Man to vengeful Spider-Man to being bloodthirsty and generally actually quite scary. And then at the end, a little bit of hope. That's what I got from it. Not just hope, but acceptance. Mm -hmm. he He has to accept the life he's chosen it's mm-hmm. very much a tony stark trait because tony is tony went through that that damn conundrum for a very long time because to, does tony give up the suits does he mm-hmm. burn them all and does he go and live his life or does he go and continue being iron man and mm-hmm. he always chose he always chose iron man um, mm-hmm. and he had the same he had this option he had his out moment yeah. and he he chose he chose it differently and um, which very mm-hmm. confused us a lot yeah I think with this one, it was more out of necessity. So he chose what he had to rather than what mm-hmm. he wanted to. And he chose he a, sensible, the... a sensible and smart and safest thing to do. Yeah. Because and look think, at what he's lost. Yeah. And I think something was said to him as well. Like when it comes to Spider Man, I think it kind of, it was a, there was a line where I don't know who said it. You're surrounded, by, I think it was by Doc Ock, I'm not sure, um, who said, you're surrounded by death. Anyone who touches or comes into contact dies. Yeah. And I think that stayed with him mm-hmm. uh, throughout. But again, totally going left field with the, with the plot. And I wish I knew less going in. But again, so, I was so mad that, like say, I could guess. The only thing, again, spoilers... Spoilers again. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Actually, the people in the chat have seen it, and I just want to say hi, Vic. Thank you. Vic's just joined us, and Martin's just joined us. Right. So, the only thing, guys, have seen it. Yeah. So, the only thing, again, I that I haven't, um, that I didn't spot or didn't see coming was the death of Aunt May. No. That was the only thing that, again, that I kind of didn't see coming. No, I didn't. But how much did it make sense for it to happen, especially yeah. when they're having that conversation about mm-hmm. their loss? Yeah. And then he's got, do you know what I mean? It, it mm. fit the narrative. Um, yeah. I did not see that coming. I yeah. broke my fucking heart. <laughs> so, especially when she uses the words with great power comes great <gasps> responsibility. I didn't think they were going to utter them words in this, Mm-mm. but they made it mean more as well. Yeah, it was so meaningful. Mean, yeah, so, and then when, again, they have the conversations, but start, if we're going to start talking about this, we'll start from, the, the from scratch. Yeah. So again, seeing the whole reaction to the world 
news that Spider-Man and, and John and Jonah Jameson being Jameson that we love and hate in the comics yes. so much amazingly <laughs> yeah. being a complete absolute tool just spreading the hate and you could see the world acting like that and yeah. I even loved the school scene when you've got the the, the three teachers uh, each one of them two of them like absolutely in awe of, Sp- of Peter and then what having the one with the squad you're, you're a bad man. You did you, it, you, Mysterio you forever. Murdered <laughs> you murdered, but then all the kids getting the phone out. That's that's the yeah. that's the the culture we're in. First thing you do is just get your phone out and just record. Um, yeah. I did love that scene, and also <laughs> the guy who plays J. John Jameson is in two of the biggest movies of this year. How many is that? He's in Ghostbusters. <laughs> I can't remember yeah. his name off the top of my head, which is shameful. But yeah, loved it. Right, go. <laughs> <laughs> so just throwing us in the deep end there. But yeah, but yeah um, and seeing how Peter struggles, and I don't think it was more struggles with himself, it was more struggles to see how it was affecting his friends and family. Yes. And that that was always the heartbreaking thing. And the, get, the bit that kind of killed us a little bit was the fact that when they're all opening the college rejection letters and how he's done nothing wrong, he saved the world how many fucking times yeah. but the world doesn't just won't accept them mm-hmm. and um again one of my favorite moments and i kind of guessed it was going to happen because the rumors came out but then when the episode of hawkeye showed the picture of kingpin i knew mm. flat out that we were going to get the, the best damn lawyer in in town um yeah and it didn't fucking disappoint uh, didn't. as a, as a small little cameo. It did having, not. Um, Matt Murdock and having the person who played him in Daredevil again, perfect casting and just the suave yeah. and the charm and seeing him sit next to Peter Parker was just absolutely everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, Charlie Cox has cemented himself as someone who is now mm. forever known as Daredevil. I know mm. when Marvel um, decided on not going forward with the Netflix deal anymore. Mm-hmm. The people they wanted to keep were mm-hmm. Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, and John Berthnall. It's Punisher. No, and uh, thingy, uh, what you call Jessica Jones? Oh, that's what not. Oh, well, she's going to be in uh, She Hulk. That makes sense because mm-hmm. I, I, I've read a lot of She Hulk. That totally makes sense, but I just did not enjoy that. But that's different. Yeah. That's a completely David Tennant's coming back as well. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. But she just didn't, she didn't float my boat as Jessica Jones. Um, but it was, I, I just looked at Carolyn and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. He's, he's actually there. Like, I, we, I knew it was going to happen, but the fact that mm. it's happening. And they, yeah. And, they, and the, the little jokes as well, when he was just telling Happy Kid, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> the fact that they had Happy and me in a relationship. Yeah. And, and, and me dumbing them. <laughs> Bless him. Because she was too. She was too. He was. He was punching out of his out of his league there with yes, the family. Yeah, definitely. She definitely felt sorry for him after Tony's death. She just wanted to be like there, there. Um, mm. but yeah, that was really cool. But I, I nearly levitated when I saw her mind. Yeah, and when when he caught the bottle that or the brick <gasps> that got through the window, and he was like, and 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 Peter went, "How do you do that?" He's going I'm a very good lawyer. <laughs> it was just brilliant. Um. Yeah. Go for mm. it. Next part. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, but I absolutely adored, like I said, again, I wanted more. Uh, as with everything, I was hoping every time yeah. Peter was shown in a, like a police cell or something, I was hoping to see like a little white cane, nothing about. But <laughs> um, again, I, I'm interested to see where they're going to take it. I, obviously, he's going to mm. be in, Je- in She-Hulk. It's about lawyers. So we're going to see Matt Murdock now. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've ever read any She-Hulk 
um, mm. issues, especially the 2015 one, which got cancelled after 12 issues. It, absolute travesty. Um, one of the best She-Hulk comics that's ever, ever came out. It was brilliant. It has everyone in. It has, um, mm. uh, it did have Jessica Rain. It has, mm. what's Jessica's friend called? Um, Wildcat. Wildcat. Yep, she's a She's a big part of um, Jennifer Walters' mm. life. It had Ant-Man in, had Scott Lang. Um, mm-hmm. It has a, a variety of different people um, mm. because she is just phenomenal. Can't wait for yeah. it. Cannot wait for it. So the teaser trailer for it, and I am very excited. But thanks, yeah, we're getting all the interesting ones now. I know people are saying Marvel's going through the back catalogue, but again, it's, it's going to be quite an interest, especially if they're going to do TV shows like Hawkeye. Um, all for it, but... Again, I want a Daredevil. Either if I get a film, I would be fucking bouncing off the wall. But I would honestly, uh, I'm up there with you. I'll be yeah. honestly next year on the, that wall because he is one of a man. Man is a man without fear. Yeah, he's just one of my mm. favorite go-to reads. Well, it's it's interesting now, especially with Shang Chi, because now if they go to go along the roads of like the hand and stuff like that, again bringing in Daredevil's backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they've touched on it in the show. I know that the shows aren't canon anymore, but there's so many possibilities, especially if they're going to go down New York or, um, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, again, things we don't need backstories for, just give us the characters in, in the best light and we will, people will pay, people will give you everything for you. But um, like I say, going from like stage to stage, the, the villains that they chose, again, I was excited that the, the pick, I was surprised that they went for so many, seeing like the Sandman return. Um, yeah. I know we've seen them like say uh, the Lizards, um, <laughs> Jamie Foxx being totally revamped as Electro, seeing the Electro that we should have got yeah. was actually quite menacing and quite scary in this. Really? And and uh, like I say, Doc Ock being absolutely brilliant. I didn't think we'd get as much as Doc Ock as, as I think. We I thought got we a lot. Gonna, yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to get like about 15 minutes, like a, like a cameo, but he oh. played a quite a pivotal road. But Norman Osborn as the Green Goblin, what he should have been in the original Spider-Man as well, was absolutely thing. And seeing his face and seeing the expressions and movement, yeah. uh, seeing, because um, I know, again, we saw in the trailer, like a goblin without the mask. So I thought we were going to get Hobgoblin, but I was mm. glad we didn't. I'm glad they didn't go down that route. Um, I'm glad they smashed the mask though. Yes, again, that was that was, that yeah. was a good, that was a really nice touch that the mask was smashed because then I knew we're going to mm-hmm. get to see William Defoe mm-hmm. doing what he does best as, as, and going going batshit crazy and just using everything like even from um, like say elements of the old ones, but bring them in against Tom Holland, but. Again, these villains holding their own against Tom Holland and um, mm-hmm. almost beating him. But I love the whole like, when the nanobots took over, get uh, Doc Ock's uh, tentacles, <laughs> and and he's like getting so pissed off, and uh, Tom Holland's just like, right, fuck you. Um, I'm just playing about now. But it's the fact that uh, he was controlling, and he's like, you could like just see like the, the cheekiness of him, like, ooh, your arm's gonna move up. Um, I am talking at a low level because I. I am trying to be very cautious. My husband has not seen this and I do not want to spoil anything for him. I am I am probably more excited for him to see it than I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope he's not watching this episode. Anne's <laughs> not allowed to watch these episodes. Oh dear. But, uh, but uh, yes, um, I'd like to see the whole plane in. I, I like the whole arc um, with uh, Doctor Strange and how that worked oh. and how, um, again... Brought it back to Peter 
um, like being the good person he is, wanting to save them rather than thinking. And he was he was just messing it all up. And yeah, what I also took away from that, bloody Stephen's not the Sorcerer Supreme anymore. That oh. makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I was like, holy shit, Wong's a should like that makes Wong. sense. He wasn't there for five years. <laughs> yeah, but uh, again. Everyone played the part perfectly. Again, mm. Ken Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Even him. though his even though his hair looked a bit odd, this one I, I think see, I, I was put off by his hair. It looked a bit too wicky for my liking. Mm, I get that. I just I when I heard because I've been a, I've been a Doctor Strange fan for a very long time, um, mm. and when I heard he was being cast as Strange, I could see it straight away. I was mm. like, I see it. Like, mm-hmm. I see it, but I can't hear it because yeah. Strange is like borderline Tony. Like, he's mm-hmm. arrogant. Like, he mm-hmm. knows how smart he is and he's, he's yeah. so much better than everyone else. And mm-hmm. um, I was worried that I didn't know which, because it's Benedict Cumberbatch with his English accent and he's, he's got a very mm-hmm. monotone voice yeah. as well. It's, it's really unique. So I mm-hmm. didn't know how it was going to sound. And when I heard it, I didn't care. Because, yeah. I could, because I could see him. Mm-hmm. I didn't care how oh. he sounded. I didn't care what his accent was like. I just loved mm-hmm. the fact visually I had yeah. Stephen Strange in front of us. Mm-hmm. And that fight scene with uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange was mm. absolutely really well done. Because um, to be fair, they are two very powerful and two very um, like opposing sides. Mm-hmm. But seeing um, even seeing Doctor Strange struggle with Spider-Man as well. Yeah. To be fair, the way he was in the comics, like there's not many people that can stand up to Strange, nope. especially like because he is like one of the powerfulest Avengers. Mm-hmm. And seeing Spider-Man busy better him in ways and well and like outsmart him mm-hmm. was done so well. And there was a lot of like vibes from like see when he went got knocked into the mirrorverse, and then we got the inception thing where he's going through things and taking it back to again Spider-Man 2, the fight on the train when mm-hmm. he uh, bringing that element uh, back to the floor. But um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. And again, I loved the when Spider Man did give him and give Ned uh, the ring. And we'll find out Ned's, Ned's a little bit special. He's got a little bit of, about him as, as well. Just to skip forward just a second, that look that he gives him when he realizes he opened that portal, he's like, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but so it, yeah. Ned's got like, Ned was always special. Like, he's, mm-hmm. but to know that he, he could, and the fact that he couldn't, he, he wasn't perfect. Yeah. Like he knew, like it wasn't a case of, oh look what I can do. I'm going to do it permanently now. Wasn't yeah. that at all? No. And let's, like I said, with talking to that aspect as well. Let's get back to the worst kept secret in 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 the whole of the Marvel universe. Let's go. And uh, the fact that we didn't just get one Spider Man, we got the return of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, which, again, they tried it. They tried the best, but it 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 always came out. And as soon as the shots showed images of the villains it kind of like confirmed yeah. that it was going to happen yeah which again was one of my pet peeves of the trailers and stuff mm-hmm. and um again again with the whole film as well again i loved it i want to say it again mm-hmm. i'm all for it but this film was probably one of the more predictable fil- uh, marvel films yeah. you could tell the beats you could tell what was going to happen as soon as Tony, uh, sorry, uh, maybe calling them Tony, Stephen Strange's uh, spell went wrong, you knew how it was going to end at the end. That's to put it back together that he was going after the spell properly. Mm-hmm. So it kind of 
disappointed us in a way that I wasn't expecting to be disappointed, which to me sounds strange coming out because I love the film. No, I came I, out of it like so happy, but I, I wanted... So, I was so conflicted when I came out. I didn't know how to feel. I knew I enjoyed it. I don't. You, you can't cry at a film as much as I did and not have something like an emotional connection to it. I just didn't know if I loved it. Yeah. I didn't know if I, I was like, mm-hmm. I liked it. I really liked it. Um, I just don't know if I loved it. What I loved, though, is when mm-hmm. you finally get, I'm whispering now, when you finally get to see Andrew Garfield come out, it took me fucking ages to realise it was him. Right. I was like... No, I, I knew it straight away. I, I know, but Carolyn <laughs> did too. And I'm sitting yeah. there going, and not just me, like, I, I'm not, like everyone else got it. I'm the only one who was like, eh? Because I'm hard of hearing in one ear. So I'm like... I'm sorry, what? What was that? Um, and the, there was girls, girls mm-hmm. in the cinema getting themselves all hyped up. Mm-hmm. And the minute it came off, screamed the place down. I've, mm-hmm. It was the first time I've been in a cinema where, some, where I've heard a genuine reaction mm-hmm. out of somebody and them clapping. And I was honestly, it made my day. Yeah. It really did. Because the girl who was to the, um, to the right of us she um nope that's my right my left to the left of us was sat on her own mm-hmm. she had like a blanket over her she had a mask mm-hmm. on the whole time and the um the only time she took it off was to take a deep breath mm-hmm. when that scene came on yeah it was that, it was it, that was that was more special to watch yeah than the yeah. actual watch <laughs> Yeah, see, I got more excited seeing Daredevil than I did with them too, because I knew it was happening. Like, I was confident it was going to happen. Um, yeah. The only thing that kind of made us laugh as well is, good, what the hell has Andrew Garfield done with his hair? That was just weird. It was I like kind of they, like a bouffant type yeah, thing. Because well, he had floppy <laughs> hair, didn't he? So they kind of needed to get that aspect back. What I loved was the conversations between the three of them. Yeah. How the comparing stuff, especially when they found out that Toby McGuire has his own webs. Yeah. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. That was really well done. Yeah, but really well I felt, done. I, I felt a bit sad as well because Toby McGuire looked old. He did not yeah. look like he wanted to be there at times. And he, he was trying to do that soft natured Peter mm-hmm. Parker, but it came across as old man Peter Parker. Um, and yeah. what I generally love, though, and it, will, it, it broke my heart. It's been sh- shown on TikTok a million times today is the mm-hmm. scene where Andrew Garfield got his redemption and he got to, and he got to do the save. Yeah, but it was too quick. It was oh. over like that. Um, it was nice. Um, but it again, they give, that, they give that away in the trailer. You knew that was going to happen as soon as you saw MJ fall in the same get way it as Gwen. Like, no, oh, I, come off no, I knew, <laughs> no, I thought it was going to be... I, did, I generally didn't think that it was mm-hmm. going to be him who did it. I thought it was going to be Tom Holland. And it was no. going to be like, it was like, a this is how it should have happened. But when he picks her up and he asks if she's okay, and she said yes, and he's crying, I'm yeah. like, hmm, I thought it was yeah. so special. Um, mm-hmm. I, I generally preferred Garfield's Spider-Man in this one. I thought it was no. brilliant. I really yeah. liked it. I thought it was all right. Like I said, there was, again... Too much cheesiness, like him popping Tommy McGuire's back. I know they were making reference that Tommy McGuire's had a bad back, and that's why he was retired <laughs> as Spider Man. But um, the whole like things like we don't know how to work as a team. Yes, I have. I've worked in Avengers. I've been in Avengers. Then they made joke about Avengers, which was done really well. But yeah. um, 
again, it, it was, I expected more. I think that, that was my reference. When you saw the three of them together, I wanted to see more. I wanted to see actions. But um, I wasn't disappointed in a way that um, I thought let down. Yeah. I just expected and I wanted things to be better. I knew as soon as you saw MJ fall in the trailer, Garfield was going to get his redemption. Mm. Um, again, I don't quite understand what redemption Maguire got other than getting stabbed and yeah. stopping, stopping because to be fair, he did everything right. He, like I said, again, I think he's just yeah. was yeah. there just because they wanted to, like maybe say go like to try and save uh, Osborne what he couldn't do in the first one. Yeah, maybe it was just a case of let's. See, I'm, I'm sorry for the third one. Yeah, That's possibly. My possibly. That's yeah, my so basically, like saying leaving it on a better note than, it, yeah. than he went out. Then I went and out I like the, And I like the joke about Venom saying, oh, I, I dealt with some alien with black goo. It was like, yes, good. I like that reference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're arguing about, you know, you fought someone in space. That's quite cool. And then Andrew Garfield's like, I don't fuck all. I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, then, then, then they took it to the whole cheesy bit in. Don't ever call yourself. Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. You're amazing. It's like, yeah. oh, come on. You're better than that. Yeah, I get what you. I do get what you're saying. I did like the conversations though. I love the yeah. fact that when they're talking about like mm-hmm. when Tom Holland's like, we're not mm-hmm. saying that it's weird. We're just like we don't get it because we don't have it ourselves. Like, how are you doing it? <laughs> then he made. Then they made the most crude on thing. Do you, do you have it come out any other anywhere else? Like, oh that's come some, on! Do you, not, do you not think that's something that <laughs> Peter Parker would ask out of curiosity? Like. He's not being. He's not being dirty. He's generally just being curious. Um, Possibly, I but did, again, I like yeah, them parts. Certainly, and again, I loved it when Strange come back in, and then mm. they start doing the big spell, and when everything's starting to fall apart. I loved. I can't wait to get the DVD or the Blu-ray so I can pause it and try and spot all the different yeah. people that come through. Because I, I think the ones I noticed was uh, Craven. I'm sure I saw Rhino. <laughs> Um, it, like I said, honestly, I said the same thing to Carolyn. I was like, I need to see this properly because I'm telling you now, that's not just a nothing. There's yeah. so what there's people in there that we need mm-hmm. that we should know, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'll do. I would be doing exactly the same. But um, again, again, the mid like, as was Peter Parker can't be happy and like say having to live his life. He had to make the ultimate sacrifice, and I, I'm glad they didn't just do it. So he. He got to say his goodbyes and got to explain to them so that, mm-hmm. so that they kind of understood. Um, but that scene where uh, Tom Holland's went bloodthirsty and was going for the goblin, that was absolutely, that was amazing. That was probably the best yeah. uh, acting that I've seen was the rage and, and it was, it's not what it's not what we've seen from, no. and especially when he's like, yeah, especially when we've like seen him fighting Thanos, fighting mm. other things. He's always been quite controlled. And, and calm I think, and, like, monitoring the situation. But this one, he just didn't give a shit. Stop giving to- a shit. But Tommy Maguire's Spider-Man makes a comment as well. He went, uh, yeah, I, I, at certain points, I just stopped pulling me punches. Mm-hmm. So, so it makes understand that he that they've probably seen this dark side and that's yeah. where they tried to stop him from going. And it was great that they pulled him back. And, again... Like the ending we got was so poignant and well done. Like when he goes in the coffee shop and he's got his little speech rehearsed, and he decides to get no, it's not my, it's not the time. But it's, again, and it's not safe. Like it's still yeah. not safe. He's still whatever. If he continues to be Spider Man, 
they're, mm-hmm. they're never going to be safe. Yeah, and that absolutely amazing, uh, like say, that scene and when they went old school with the actual suit as well mm. um, and the colours and everything, I was like, shit, yes, I want to see this. I was gutted mm-hmm. I only got a flash. I want to see more. And then the bastards did it to us again with the, mm-hmm. the little uh, snippet uh, in the little credit, in the little, uh, where, like the mid-scene credit where mm-hmm. you got... Tom Hardy, uh, not Tom, uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Tom, like brain st- went to mush now. Tom Hardy being pissed as a fart, talking to Venom. I was going, yes, we've got Venom. Because I was thinking, where is he? Is he going to show up? Or because it's a bit shit from what we got in Venom uh, too. Uh, well, mm-hmm. uh, that there be carnage, where we saw him in that universe. Think right, we're going to get Venom. Is he going to be? What part is he going to play? Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see him like in Hawaii. Uh, getting the pistol out of a barmaid barman saying about all these people with superpowers and um him and venom absolutely off the face but then when he gets when that he, back when he mentioned like, tony stark and he's like <laughs> 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 do you know who that is did you ever did you watch ted lasso no oh he's in ted lasso when he came on the thingy i said out loud football is life and nobody got us <laughs> oh yeah but yeah um and leaving the little bit of the symbiote behind Give us hope yes. that was seeing Tom Holland Spider Man with the black suit, because now he's he's not got his super suit. He's got his powers. Mm-hmm. He hasn't got his but, nano suit anymore, though. Yeah, so that's going to bring an element. And if we see it, it'd be quite interesting. If we're getting a secret, uh, like I say, if we're getting, I know we're getting a secret war, but mm-hmm. um, like I say, oh, could be it elements just, that we could. It just doesn't it make it interesting that now it's all wide open. Mm-hmm. You as a as a fan have no idea where this is going to go now. Mm-hmm. There's so 100%. many possibility. Yeah, and it's exciting. And again, mm-hmm. I know at the end of the t- thing, you don't get like a an end credit. You get the the trailer for Doctor Strange. That too. was that was brilliant. Was, that mind. Yeah, and and seeing Doctor uh, Dark Doctor Strange that would that mm-hmm. that in what if that is quite interesting. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know potentially, I think I read read. The bad guy's nightmare or something. Is that right? Do you know how many times I've heard there's going to be Mephisto? Do you know oh, how many times off. I've? Do you know how many times I've heard that today? I'm, I'm not mentioning. I'm not mentioning <laughs> Mephisto. I loved that trailer. The um, when it showed you the different world, it was Steve Ditko written all over <laughs> it, like that artwork, that absolutely acid trip artwork. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm ex. I'm very, and the fact that Wanda's there because he always goes to yeah. Wanda, like mm-hmm. not always, but the, in, in most recent like um, runs, mm-hmm. he he has a he has like a a friendship with her mm-hmm. because he has an understanding of her. Yeah, and he's probably well, he's probably the one of the only ones who does understand her and doesn't mm-hmm. judge her. Like yeah. even she thinks she's going to get wrong. Mm-hmm. The first yes. thing, and it's like, oh God, no, don't give a shit no, about I, that. I, I fucked up worse than you, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I opened a multiverse. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy, like yeah, that's that's what we've been waiting for, to see how the multiverse has opened up and what we're going to get. We, like say, we blamed Wanda, wasn't her, we blamed Loki, mm-hmm. it turns out it wasn't him. Nope. Popman was Peter Parker, the little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I love the fact that this is where we're heading into because I always wondered, mm-hmm. like in the middle of Marvel films, when you get into like Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy and you're like, oh yeah, space, we're going into space. Like that opens up so much with the Marvel universe. 
And then you're like, well, where do we go next? Mm-hmm. How magic. do we introduce? How do we introduce? Yeah, we go to magic, and then we how do we introduce the multiverse? How does mm-hmm. that happen? Because that I think is the only way the X Men are going to get explained. Yeah, I generally believe that now. That it's the only way. If we get an X Men man men, that's how it's going to come across. Because I have always well, wondered how they're going to fit that in. Well, it's, I think we've got a while before we're getting uh, X Men because. Um... We're going to get the fantasy because we're going into, like, say, the, the magical realms and stuff like that. We're going to the dark when, side with yeah. Moon Knight and Blade, <gasps> um, and potentially Dracula if the rumors are true. Uh, if that's who the bad guy in uh, Moon Knight is. Well, I've just picked up. Um, I've just picked up Marvel issue number one. Um, Daredevil and Blade. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that. So again, what I've read how this uh this phase is going to end it's going to end on the fantastic four so <laughs> jesus if john krasinski is not reed richards i'm well, going to burn this place down <laughs> well sean texters um he thinks it's going to be um what's he called out of only uh it always sunny in philadelphia oh, it, is, it cannot be dennis yeah. i mean i get it i i see it i see where people are coming from but Dennis is like the guy Glenn. Um, I can't think of his surname. He's so so good. He's so good at sadistic. Cannot yeah. see him playing the a nice good guy. guy. Nice guy, Reed mm-hmm. Richards. What I can see though is John Krasinski putting yes. on putting on that blue spandex suit. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not really bothered if Emily Blunt was to play Sue Storm. I know people are like dying for the fact of having this amazing power couple on screen mm-hmm. and off screen. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't upset us if she didn't. It'd be amazing because I think Emily needs to. I think she'd be mm-hmm. really good in a superhero film, especially after I seen Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. That she 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 can fit the part. Like she would I always wanted it for Carol Danvers. Yeah, again, thinking about casting wise for that as well. I know um we're not getting them as uh, Adam Warlock, but what's he called? High school musical. Um uh what's he called? I can't remember his name. Uh it was rumored to be Adam Warlock, Zach but I wouldn't from. mind him. Zach Afrom, I wouldn't mind him as Johnny Storm. No, me neither. I honestly oh. have a lot of t- I have a lot of time for Zac Efron. I think he's made some really good choices over the last few years. Yeah. Um, definitely found his comedy chops. Like he was so good in Bad Neighbors, like mm-hmm. ridiculously good. And um, no, Adam Warlock is the guy from We Are the Millers who was going to be yeah. the original it. Yeah, I have my reservations because. I have my reservations about Adam in it as ge- in general. It's, oh yeah, James Gunn. Fuck. Let him do what he I wants. Know, I know, I know. Suicide I just, Squad, come on. <laughs> I, know, I, just, I, I, I often wonder how, how Adam fits into things now that the Affinity Saga's over with. Uh, he's always could play a part. Like, say, again, if you need bigger things, and especially if the rumours are true that Thanos is supposed to be going to make a return somehow. Um, again, I swear to God, the, if they should just go down the what-if route and have mm-hmm. T'Challa in some way been... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being Star Lord because that was one of the best episodes of What If. Oh, mm. hundred percent fantastic. But, but that's not going to happen now. So yeah, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. What I did hear casting rumors, um, his brother, um, Chadwick Boseman's brother, has come out and said Chadwick would have wanted T'Challa to be recast. Um, mm. I don't think Marvel will will do it not for a very long time, and definitely not in this universe that they've set out. Yeah. Maybe in a multi-universe, but never in this one. And um, because mm. he said he know he understood what the character meant, 
it, yeah. was, it was it was bigger than him. Bigger than him, no, certainly. Mm-hmm. But there's there's lots of different elements, and like I say, leading into where we where we got and what where we go on. I know, um, like I say, the next thing for, again we call it the Spider Verse. We've got two things coming out in the next few years. One Morpheus, which again I'm not on board with. I've no. never a big character of the thing, but having Michael Ke- Michael Keaton appear in it has has piqued me interest a little bit. Gerald, um, I just puts a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, even that's not too bad. It's just like, I was bored of the character in the comics, the cartoon. He, he was bored of tears, but um, <laughs> see, I am interested. I am interested in the Spider Verse too. That's now been announced, <gasps> and seeing uh, where that with that where that's going to go. That's going to be the interesting take as well. And I know Sony have have this habit of announcing that they're going to do different characters and do different things, but never really do anything. I know there uh, was like was it. Sable and 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 so I can't remember now, but they, that was supposed to get done. Um, it's just a way. It's Chris, just a way to keep Marvel off their tail by saying we're doing this, we're doing that. You can't take them back. <laughs> yeah, what was the ones announced? Craven's supposed to be in the works as well. That they're going to do an individual Craven film. Um, oh, can they I'm, not just keep him in the background at the moment? Like make him like this mysterious mm-hmm. character. Like don't have to give us a fully fledged story yet. yet. Yeah. No, um, but again, there's so many different possibilities. I, I hope they don't overdo it with the, the like the spider villains and stuff like that. Give us like different elements. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind a black cat film, like say doing that take, saying the Felicity Hardy take, because I don't mm-hmm. think she's ever been done well or uh, as interesting as we as she possibly could be. Mm-hmm. But um, again, there's, there's so many different things that I want. But um, and again. Are we going to get two Venoms now? Because again, Venom's going to come back. So who's going to be the Marvel Universe Venom? Because mm. again, Tom Hardy, uh, yeah, Tom Hardy's gone, gone now. He's left the symbiote. He's, he's got to go. He's going to go into the Tom Holland suit and get anger from like and hatred. So who, where, who is the Marvel Universe Brock? Mm, that's a that's a hard one because I only now see. Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. they, and that that honestly, if this was me a few years ago, I would not be seeing these things. Um, I don't know. That's a really that's interesting. Um, I'd be interesting. Mm, I don't know. I yeah, really so don't that... know because you do need something. Like, be the ideal part with Tom Holland is that you're always going to have someone who's bigger than him because mm-hmm. he's tiny. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, say it doesn't have to be a man mountain, but. Again, I, I want someone that, like, say, because Tom Hardy's Venom. Again, he's a, he's a dick, but he's he's not a, he's not a bad guy Venom. Mm-hmm. I want a proper villain Venom. I want to yeah. see him nasty. I want to see the angry. I want to see that side. And again, I don't want to tone down Carnage as well because I thought Woody Harrison was great, but he was not as sadistic, not as evil as um, no. as as the Carnage that that we want. In um, like say in the Spider Universe, especially if they're going to go down the route of Blade and and as such like that, and yeah, next with like big characters like as they've hinted with the Eternals, like the um the eight of the worlds has got to be on his way now. Uh, I've, Galactus. I've, I've not seen Eternals yet. Oh, sorry. I will not, it's all right. Um, I won't be watching it until the twelfth of January. Um, because there's no copies out there. Um, yeah. and it comes on Disney Plus, but no, it's fine. I am. I'm. Honestly, Galactus would 
blow my mind. I have said this from the minute Thanos was gone. I was like, you need to now get Galactus in here. Mm-hmm. you need to if you are coming off the back of Thanos Galactus is your perfect villain because he absolutely hates him mm-hmm. I'm glad in a way I was wanting more like earth based villain type thing I, I know I know. I was hoping for Norman Osborn in a way we got him in, in Spider-Man but mm. he's not the big bad but I just want to do Victor, do Victor well yeah, I, I want to see Doom. I want to see Doom actually causing shit and just going right. Um, yeah. I'm ready for this, but again, I think it's going to be a long way to go. I think we're going to get more supernatural type elements. I think with Blade, it's going to be a game changer. We're going to see a lot of different elements, a lot of darker. Um, and yeah. I'm interested to see Deadpool play a part. That's going to be um, interesting to see yeah. him in how he's going to take to the Marvel universe. I can't wait to see what they do because I feel like because they're still keeping it to R-rated, it's mm-hmm. it's still going to be a movie for us. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? We still got mm. that because I thought that was really special about Deadpool was that it was ours. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was there was only adults in there. I didn't have to contend with children, even though, by the way, they did, they did do a kid version as well. That uh, Fred Savage was it. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to when I went to the cinema on Thursday, there was a fair few children in there. Mm-hmm. The most well-behaved kids ever. They did not make a goddamn sound. Um, mm-hmm. That cinema was silent until it wasn't. Yeah. And it honestly, it erupted. Like it was, and I and I love that. I love when you get genuine reactions from people yeah. in a cinema because that's not the English way, is it? So we no, don't do that. So, <laughs> no, I think like say we've been penned up and locked in for quite a while, so now yeah. people are starting to express express themselves, but. Um, Again, going back to, like I say, the Spider-Man film, it's probably been number two film of the year, which is surprising. Ghostbusters. You said number three. You said Doom over that. I did. Yeah. I did. You're right. I did three. Um, yeah. And I still stand by it. I think Doom mm. was absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah. It's But it's right in my, it's right up my alley. It's it's worldly. <laughs> it's, um, there's there's a universe there. There's more to do. You know what I mean? There's not just the story of sand. There's a whole vast universe out there, yeah. and I want to know more about it. Um, and yeah, I thought that was such a brilliant stepping point for explaining mm-hmm. what because Doom can be really complicated. And um, yeah. I've tried many years to get my head around it, and I thought that was an excellent stepping point. It's visually beautiful, um, mm-hmm. but it, my first one's always going to be Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters kind of Ghost kind of hit us in the heart. This one, I was more pissed off that I, I guessed all the surprises uh, beforehand. I'm so, so sorry, but like, do you know what? There's when it comes to certain films, like this being, this is why I've kept it like a low level because I generally mm. don't want them to hear a goddamn word. I don't yeah. want them to hear any England because even though we probably already knows. Yeah, I want them to kind of go into it with. I, I didn't ruin it for you. <laughs> no, no <laughs> so yeah, not me. I, I, no, <laughs> it, it was. It, it's it's basically like yeah, I think it's down to the Martin. And I like the idea of the said before that they weren't going to do trailers for Spider Man. I'd have been all for that because again, yeah. Well, at this point now, all you have to do is announce that you're doing a Spider Man film, and people will go and see it. Yeah, I think um, I think we need to reevaluate doing trailer reactions as well because mm. we, uh, I don't know. Um, we, we got to a certain point in Ghostbusters where we said we're just we're not going to watch the next one because mm. now we feel like we're getting too much and I think yeah. that kind of helped yeah like I say I'm, the only one that's kind of not giving too much away is the Batman 
again, yeah. it's it's that, it's yeah. not shown too much. No. Again, I'm not going to watch anymore because that one is going to be yeah. the next the next big one for me. And I I don't give a fuck. I'll cry out my eyes out. Um, I think that should be the general rule for us from now on. If we're going to react to a trailer, it's only the first one, and mm-hmm. that's it. Certainly, I think that yeah. should be the rule because and. I totally get where Carolyn's coming from with the Boba Fett one. I was so knocked that we got hardly anything in that trailer, yet I was so peed off that we got too much in the Spider-Man one. I think that's the balance, though, because with Boba yeah. Fett, it, it, I, I think Jake said it in, uh, when I was talking to him before in the chat, uh, the Boba Fett one, it looks like it's going to be the political side, and we were expecting the Mandalorian to be all fighty mm. fighty punch 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 yeah but with Boba Fett it's going to be more political and be like more Star Wars politics mm-hmm. which again isn't a bad thing mm. um but um I think so, we, we probably were expecting more than what we got but again um uh, yeah it's just live and learn I guess but yeah uh, we're still gonna I'm still gonna watch it obviously it's, yeah it's Star Wars it's Boba Fett I'm definitely mm. gonna watch it um yeah. I'm gonna wrap this up then yeah, certainly. So again, that was our nerdy talk on the Spider-Man franchise and like how we uh, how we fell in love with uh, the web crawler. But um, yeah, hope you've enjoyed us talking about it. Like, if you disagree with us, fuck yeah. But <laughs> no, no. And just so uh, you know, I didn't. Just so everyone knows, I didn't just dye me hair in honor of Spider-Man. Did like she's, she's turned into Spider-Woman now? She's going <laughs> for it. Um, but uh, yes, um, like I say. Come, come for us on Facebook. Uh, have a word with us. Um, yeah. Join the group, Nerdy Up North community. It is a laugh. Um, it's getting more entertaining each day. Like I say, we're branching out. Like I say, we've just redeveloped the website, which is starting to look look quite good. So check that I out love, as well. I love how you use the royal we. When it's all mm. you, you've designed <coughs> the website. You've worked your ass off doing the website, and it looks fantastic. So thank you. Um, mm. Also, the votes are going up for the Nerdy Up North Awards. I'm sorry <coughs> if you don't like the nominees. Bite me. The, yeah. My choices. It's my Oscars. It's my party. I'm only joking. But no. Yeah, so <laughs> coming from, sport, <laughs> come from spot, Sam, this is my toy. I'm No one else is allowed to play with it <laughs> type, of, type of thing. But, um, but yeah. Pretty much. Uh, it's her idea, so um, like I say, it's going to be entertaining. Next week, uh, we are doing a Christmas special, mm-hmm. so we are going to be uh, live next Thursday, I believe, and yep. we are going to have as many people on as, as we can that, that many episode. Many people uh, from Team Podcast joining yeah. us to talk so, all things Christmas. Christmas, and like what we love about films and, uh, like I say, what we hate about films, Christmas films as well. So <laughs> it will be uh, quite interesting. But uh, again, uh, find us on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and, and now uh, on, what was the other Audible. one? Audible. Audible, yeah. So mm. that's a weird one. But yeah, I don't know how we got there, but we are. And um, like I say, hope you enjoy. But thank you again, Sam. This has been a while since it's just been me and you, but we did, did okay, I think. <laughs> we did good and we're not gonna lie kind of miss charlotte a bit <laughs> so she's your new favorite now that's fine well, no it's just she's been here like she's been on for like the last few weeks i'm like kind of miss mm. her face so <laughs> <laughs> also um charlotte's book club will be real it's not creepy at all um <laughs> charlotte's book club will be relaunching in the new year so please mm. be on the lookout for that i will always okay. forever promote her book club certainly but uh yeah but same bad time same bad channel Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye.